Hello, Breakfast and Body Slams fans. I'm your host, Chio Frost. And, uh, well, you're on Thursday Night Slam. That's right. Tonight we got um, a phenomenal show for you. We got a couple topics we're going to talk about. This past weekend, we're going to talk about uh, Invictus Pro Wrestling. Uh, Dennis Reaper is going to chime in. He's going to tell us about his visit to Triple WA. And we're going to get into to the NXT uh, Great American Bash predictions. So, first I'm going to give a shout out to all the Devereaux Sports uh, teams out there. Holding it down in studio at the uh, Last Out Media Studios. Uh, as you've seen at the top in the, in the intro, you've seen we had uh, the Gobbler Inc., the Sullivan Squad, us, Breakfast and Buy Slams, and Devro Sports Plus, and we are adding a whole bunch more of of uh, teams to our roster of podcasters. Uh, you're going to see stuff like MMA and and uh, whatever else. We're, we're 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 trying to hit across the board as much as possible, and we can not thank Pat enough for putting this team together. And uh, you know, it's 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 a slowly growing process. Uh, uh, the anniversary show is coming up in September 11th, matter of fact, and there's going to be a long day of shows going on from top to bottom. You don't want to miss it, but, uh, you know what? Our, our next show actually will be July 10th, Saturday, uh, at 10 AM. So you check that out. Um, last out media. Or you can go to the Devro Sports Facebook page, and we'll be streaming off there as well, too. Exclusively. You don't want to miss it. Now, uh, I'm going to kick this off with, uh, we're going to be talking about Invictus. Oh, oh, wait. My bad. I just heard today uh, that the Patriot, Del Wilkes, passed away. Uh, I didn't get to read the details. I just heard it through the grapevine from others. So, and I heard it's all over the place. So for that, I'm going to say, let's just give a 10 second moment of silence. I Dell, we're, we're all gonna miss you. Uh, you contribute a lot to the world, to the world of professional wrestling, up and down uh, the north, north and south, uh, Japan. You, you, you've been everywhere. You've done it all. Um, but yeah, he will be missed greatly. Uh, but now, like I said, we're gonna jump into things. Let me bring my first guest into the room. None other than he is. One half of the team of the 2300 Wrestling Podcast. And uh, I don't know if I should say his partner's name. They call him uh, Sweet Tea Dave Keener. He's not here yet, but I do have his partner in crime waiting to jump in the room. And that is none other than D.B. Richards. Hey, what's going on? DB, welcome, brother. How's it did going? You say, 
Did you say sweet tea? Sweet tea. Uh, apparently, apparently, he wasn't going to be here uh, today, but I, I got word that he might surprise us. Oh, I, I dig that because he is my sweet tea. Oh, he is. He, he, yeah. He's sweet like that. He's pretty like that. I got nothing but love. <laughs> Always love. Always love. So now, also, we're supposed to have Mr. Dave Adams here, but he has yet to uh, log into the um, green room for us to get him up here on the screen. Well, between me and you, uh, the four of us was at Invictus Pro Wrestling this past Saturday in Little Fairy, New Jersey. Yeah, correct. I, I, I've never been there, so I had to remember Little Fairy, New Jersey. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. We have to remember that. It was a great show. I enjoyed it. Oh yeah, it was phenomenal. Like even though the uh, they went through a little bit of triumph and, tri and tribulations of getting the show going in the beginning, you know, we had uh, uh, threats of rain to come showering down on it to try to ruin it. But uh, when it did rain a little bit, the guy stuck through it, and it didn't rain that much. You know, it, it was a couple sprinkles here and there, it, you know, and it, it went away, and, and the show went went off without a hitch from beginning to end. It had a little feeling for me, like the Paradise Alley movie with Sylvester Sloan, if you remember that film. Vaguely, vaguely. And I'm a big stone <laughs> buff, and I should remember that, which I vaguely don't remember that scene. I, I would have to go back and watch it one more time. Yeah, there we go. That's that's what we should do. Watch that movie again. Oh, uh, most, most definitely. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, I I got there when when it started to rain a little bit. I had to. I, I was smart enough. I listened to uh, my daughter. She told me to take my canopy, and I did. And uh, so that that was smart of her. Uh, so I managed to put that up. And when it started raining, I pulled the speakers in underneath because I was running sound that night. Uh, you were there with Keener. Keener ended up jumping on uh, commentary duty for, for the night. Uh, then, yes, he did. And then Dave Adams showed up eventually, and he jumped on commentary then, too. So so that that was a uh, wild and crazy, you know, like I said, just, just trying to get everything started. i say, i say uh, between the ring getting there on time and, 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 and setting up right, uh, right away, right away, uh, and uh, and Dave showing up at halftime. Uh, uh, I think the show went, went off pretty damn good. And, and I got to give big ups to 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 Nick and Alex for what they pulled off. You know, like and 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 Nick really don't take take credit. He gives all the credit to Alex. He said he said uh, Invictus was his brainchild, and and. Uh, and he probably wouldn't be doing Invictus if it wasn't for Alex and and, and especially being a, in the world of pro wrestling with a lot of other his friends too as well. Wait, and you know what? I just got word that somebody else joined our room. Let's see. Ooh. Oh, it's Mr. Ah, Dave. What's up? Let, let, let's hear it. Dave. Let's hear the line. Let's hear the line, Dave. It's in your name at the bottom. David, oh. I don't know what I'm supposed to say. I'm bot David Adams here. <laughs> yes, that's what I'm looking for. David, David Adams here. David Adams. <laughs> Sorry, I took so long, guys. I've no, it's quite quite all right. Well, apparently everybody 
across the board is having a little bit of technical difficulties with audio and whatnot to say. Um, I wanted to use my other webcam and uh, and uh, and the setup, but the problem is I got at my table I got too many mics spread out and not enough people, only me. Yeah. So that's why I'm doing it off my tablet. So uh, I did, however, I sent a a uh, um, the link over to uh, Dave Keener to hop in here. Nice. So, because apparently he wasn't supposed to be at the Phillies games, but they I guess they got postponed it. Postponed. Yeah, it was, it yeah. was raining hard out there. And Chio, that means you're going to have to change your name to Dave. Otherwise, you're not going to fit in on your own show. Sorry. I know, because I like <laughs> And 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 for people out there who know, it's it's already been out there, already been said. Yes, my legit shoot name is Dave. So if Dave Keener jumps in here, we'll have I'm gonna drop four fucking Dave across the board. So so guys, you guys can drop the the bombs. You know, like I said, there's no filter. This is not PG. We're, we're we'll try the best we can to uh. uh Make it a little PG though, you know, you know, because sometimes maybe kids might tune in. We don't know. Uh, let's see what we got going on here. Let me check. Check uh, nothing going on in the chat room. I see we got three viewers though. Uh, uh hello everybody. So, so I was just saying we were out there in Victus. It was a partially part-time rainy type day, and uh, but we had fun. And uh, I'm gonna run down this uh quick card here uh and then you guys can play it back in your head well actually why not we just go match by match how, how about that okay. Sounds that'll good. be fun now dave now you got there at halftime i did i was fashionably late oh uh, it's, it's it's quite all right uh first match was uh yo-ya versus uh ray jazz and ray jazz went over now uh, you wasn't there, but DB was there. DB, give me your thoughts on that match. Dude, it was a nice technical match right there, man. I was totally amazed how um, athletic Ray Jazz is. And it's not the only match I saw him wrestle that night. He wrestled red titles that night, too, at Dalk. So this guy oh, yeah, wrestled right. twice in one day. And, wow, this kid can wrestle. And wow. I can't wait to see more. Well, Ray Jazz, he's been all over the place. He been uh uh I, I believe he worked NXT too as well. He uh uh was trained by uh Damian Adams at, at the Team Adams Academy. Okay, okay. So and 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 that was my first time seeing uh Yoya. I, I never seen him before, but uh uh from from what I heard from other people, you know, he um uh, he he was like a kid wonder. So but like I said, oh. it was my first time seeing him. You know, I was impressed. The the it was a great opener. Had the crowd on fire, and uh, you couldn't ask for anything else. That's the second time I've seen him wrestle. He wrestled um at Titan, wasn't that Dave? Right? It was. Yeah, he wrestled um. What was her name? Um, Janai Kai. Yeah, and they had a brutal kicking match. Oh, oh, I, I still feel them kicks. That was very. Oh. It was a very good uh, showcase match. Yeah, I can't wait to see more of everybody, man. Like, it's 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 beautiful when you're just getting into this uh, wrestling world and seeing all these independent wrestlers wrestle, and 
I can't believe how good half these kids are, and they should be somewhere right now, like WWE or AEW. It's it's a shame they're not there. I know ma- match two. It was pretty much a grudge match from what went down at the previous Invictus show. Dave, you were there. We got to see what happened with uh, sweater wet, uh, weather where, uh, <laughs> where uh, um, uh, uh, Stephen Azir turned on Philip Cardigan, and they actually had a match there today. Uh, well, not today, but that day. And uh, uh, apparently uh, some shady stuff went down at the end there where uh, the guest referee turned his back on Cardigan and and helped Steven Azur win that match. So I uh, right now, me, I still am hot and sweating from them out there wearing those sweater vests. I don't know how they do that. <laughs> Oh yes, I, I can't. I can't wear sweaters in the heat. Oh no, but I knew something was going to happen. I knew somebody was going to turn, but didn't know when, where, and that match. I'll get. I'll give it like a um, three point five right there. <laughs> okay. Uh now here's a match that we're all should be familiar with with these athletes. It was Riley Shepard taking on Vicious Vicky for the Women's Championship. Vicky came out victorious in that match, though. Oh, my gosh. Um, Riley Shepard had the kid punching her in the stomach and had, at some point in that match. But that uh, little sweet little something of Eddie Guerrero, the chair shot at the end was amazing. I, I, I was like, that was genius by Vicky right there. And that's now, why she won that match. Now, Dave, you've yeah. seen these two in other promotions. What's your thoughts on on, on both these young ladies? Well, <clears throat> both of them obviously super talented. Um, like I said, I saw the video online, so I did see the Eddie Guerrero-esque ending. And uh, obviously, whether Vicky's holding the Invictus Pro Wrestling Women's title or the Goddesses Championship over at Titan – She's going to do whatever it takes to retain her title. Um, Those two have a good rapport in the ring together. And um, obviously Titan and Goddesses started something because you see these uh, girls working all over other promotions now. So, yeah, I mean, when you can make a money together and you have a good rapport and the fans go home entertained, I mean, obviously something that promotions all over want to get their hands on. So, yeah, I have, I have a feeling that's not going to be the last time you see those two uh, battled up in a ring. And, and and Dave, quite like me, you are all over the place, seeing all this talent in all these different shows everywhere. So yeah. you know, and you know what, you got the best heat in the house when the match just starts. You're in the middle of the square circle, right there in the middle of the ring, announcing everybody hands down. You yeah. are on my. On Independence right here in this Northeast, you're on my Mount Rushmore of my top four ring announcers. Thank you. I appreciate that, Gio. At what point did you get there at the show? In which match? I, you know, we got there late. Debbie dropped me off while she found a parking spot. And apparently 
I I kind of saw the Dave uh, Keener wave me over, and I I sat down right when intermission ended. Literally, they they okay. were going to Meat Locker was making their way to the ring. So I later talked to Alex, one of the co-owners, and he said you literally got there at the perfect time. So I kind of just slid in. Ryan Peterson, who's the ring announcer and was also doing commentary with Dave Keener, he was like, "Dave, it's all you." He um he was happy to. He's like, "Thank God." Well, he puts a lot into his ring announcing as well. And believe me, I know a thing or two about doing d- double duty, double duty, Dave. I've been doing that like almost ten years. <laughs> uh, most most definitely, be very challenging to uh to keep up a high level of ring announcing and also go on to commentary. So yeah, I was ha- I was pleasantly surprised that I got to sit down next to one of the Daves, um, your broadcast colleague at DB, and yeah, me and Dave Keener did uh, commentary the second half. I mean that tag team match, I got right into the flow. I went from having a you know having a crazy day before I got to the show to right into a crazy match, and uh, I got to tell you the uh, rapport that Wrecking Ball Ligurski and Adam Payne have together is unheralded i mean it was amazing they have the gimmick they have the size and they have the speed for two big boys they really that's a very dangerous tag team not just on the independence but my gut tells me you're going to be seeing that tag team on larger global levels as well it's a really good team you know i was thinking if 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 adam payne changes gear up a little bit to resemble uh uh a wrecking ball they could be almost looking like the natural disasters. Well, they were talking about that. When I was saying my goodbyes to everybody at the end of the show, I was talking with Wrecking Ball and Adam Payne, and I, I told them what a great job they did. And they actually, this was the first time they were trying that out as a team. So they said that they've already been in contact with gear makers to get matching gear. So this sounds like this is the beginning of a uh, longstanding partnership and a, and a really great new tag team on the scene. Um, take nothing away from, uh, uh, from a Bruno who was back. Bruno is a big boy, seven feet tall and the, uh, climb for clout champion, Mr. Hashtag MCM, Mucho Chris Moljo. That was a great team as well, but you know, sometimes you got to have a winner and you got to have losers. And when the dust settled, the meat locker was uh, victorious in that match. Very competitive match. Uh, it certainly wasn't lopsided by by any stretch of the imagination, as Bruno and MCM more than held their own. But there's something special with Wrecking Ball Ligurski and Adam Payne. I, I'm excited to see the new levels that they might take this this new tag team. Yeah, uh, there there was actually two matches prior to that match before intermission. One was a very surprisingly four way tag match. That was uh, that. I'm, I'm, let me just re- read them off real quick. Uh, it was the Kings of the District versus Milk Chocolate versus the Mob Squad versus Dennis Morgan and PJ Savage. Now I seen Dennis Morgan before. Uh, one half of the Mob Mob Squad, Tony uh, Anthony Tony Cheney. I seen him before, but other than that, everyone else was the first time of me uh, checking them out. And the ones that stood out the most for me in this was the team of Milk Chocolate and the, and the newly formed team of Dennis Morgan and P.J. Savage. Now, D.B., what did now, what was your uh, take on, on that match there? 
Hmm. It was a lot going on. I just remember, I don't know what the tag team. Is it Dennis uh, Oregon and PJ? Were they the ones that attacked the, everybody at in the, the ring end. at the end? At the end, they're the, yeah. only one, they're the only ones that got my attention the whole time. Really? I don't know why. Because it was something different. You know what I mean? They were beating people up. And, and like, yeah, I, 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 yeah, that's the only thing that got my attention around. Uh, honestly, I didn't get everyone's individual names. I just had the tag team names written down from when yeah. I, was, I was running sound. So, uh, but yeah, the Kings of, of District, they were, uh, they seemed like they were uh, a mixed tag. One male, yeah, they one were. female, and uh, milk chocolate. That that explains it all. One white guy, one 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 brother. They, you know, and uh, but like I said, when when they they really impressed me. Their gear, their look. They were in shape, very athletic. Uh, the 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 mob the mob squad. Um, Chini and his partner. At first, when his partner came out, I thought it was Luca Man- Mancini, but uh, it wasn't. It was just someone who looked like him. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, as far as uh, PJ and and Dennis goes, uh, this is something new for them. You know, they're, they're what 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 they're doing right now. Yeah, and uh, and it's it's only the beginning because we also seen them add uh, two other individuals that stepped in the match at the end in the ring with them. Yes, that that uh. uh that was like I, I don't know if they were their followers or what or I don't know I don't know if this, if this is going to be some kind of cult. I, I that's a good question. That is a really good question. I don't know if they're a cult or not, but they came out like creepy guys. That's the only thing I remember is them coming out. Yeah, and I that, don't know why that 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 music was something different because when um because when Morgan came came out before with other music and stuff. You know, I'm like, I got used to, you know, when you hear a certain particular music, uh, a theme for a certain wrestler, then all of a sudden they're coming out to something like, what the hell is this? And you're like, it, it just has to grow on you, I guess. And and, and right now, like, I'm not sh- quite sure how that, you know, they're trying something new and hopefully it, it, it works out. Yeah. But uh, and then we'll see uh, what happens next. Yeah, most definitely. Uh, match five was uh, a, a new kid, uh, Anthrum Amada. Uh, I spoke to him. He said he was trained by Mike Quackenbush, and he's currently, I guess, at uh, World, Worldwide Dojo for um, uh, Cheeseburger. Okay, yeah. Uh, and and, and uh, Cheeseburger is very well-known. Uh, Ring of Honor. Uh, New Japan. Actually, he he was in that New Japan. Uh, that New Japan. Uh, uh, what was it? A battle royal they had in Madison Square Garden just re- recently, or well, last year or so. They had that New Japan show out there. Yeah, yeah. And he took on Molly McCoy, which I believe, I believe at one time she was with uh, Chikara. I think. Correct. Yeah. And after that, yeah. we got into intermission. Um, uh, I'm sorry. I'm looking at my phone. I'm st- still waiting on your uh, sweet tea to come in. Oh, sweet Wait. tea, my sweet tea. <laughs> uh, 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 yeah, like, but then after that, we came back after intermission, and uh, 
It, it was a Wrecking Ball and Bruno match. Dave, fill us in more on that match, please. Yeah, sorry to the uh, talent. I totally skipped over. You asked me when I got there, and I started talking, so I apologize. No, it's quite all right. But, yeah, I mean, not to <laughs> not to repeat things I just said, but, yeah, as I got there, I saw this crazy tag match beginning – um, the fans were into this match before the bell even rang. Meat locker chants were blaring throughout. Where's the meat? And meat locker, yeah, wrecking ball, Ligurski, and Adam Payne, and certainly uh, the these two gentlemen, huge in the ring, but taking on a very very respectable tag team of Bruno making his return to pro wrestling after suffering injury, and the current climb for clout uh, briefcase holder, um, MCM, Mucho Chris Muljo, he he can cash in that briefcase anytime he wants for an opportunity mm-hmm. at the social media championship, currently held by Big Game Leroy. We'll talk to, we'll talk about him in a little bit. But yeah, this this matchup was back and forth. As much as we've been putting Meat Locker over, this wasn't a quote-unquote squash match by any stretch of the imagination. It was highly competitive. And, and at many times, Meat Locker was on the brink of defeat as Bruno and MCM kept finding uh, nefarious tactics to uh, cheat behind the referee's well, back. Well, they had Jared outside at the ring, you know, that uh, that that trust fund crybaby. Jared so Oh, why, can you, why are you going to call him a crybaby? He was well, just trying to make the Meat Locker be more vegan. Come on, get that right. He should have been happy that the fans were 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 shooting a, a toilet paper at him. Yeah, that was that, that was very entertaining. There was there was a lot of entertaining moments before the bell even began, and with them constantly pelting him with toilet paper, that was very enjoyable. Hey, that toilet paper costs a lot of money. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> I lost there for a second. No, but no, it's quite all right. Jared Silverclay, he's a good talker. He knows how to get his, his clients over. He knows how to uh, um, get the fans to uh, naturally hate him, uh, um, whether it's just his screeches on the microphone or just his little chicken smile. But you know what? He gets results, and he manages a lot of great talent on the independents, and talent go and seek his services because they, they know – that if they enlist in the managerial services of the trust fund approved seven figure um, managerial asset, they will be in the spotlight on most every show that Jared's on. So it's not a bad strategy by both Jared and the people that he represents. You know what? I want to get someone else's import input on that, uh, on that meat locker, Bruno MCM match. And let's see who can we get. Let's see. How about, how about this guy here? There he is. Uh, I think his mic is muted. Dave, unmute your mic. Unmute your mic, you mealy mouse son of a bitch. (laughs) Shut up. There he is. There we go. You say it's sub sweet tea. You say sub. Come on. Introduce yourself, man. How many days we got in this room? Four. 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 Do you have uh, headphones or anything? Because you're getting no. our feedback from us talking. Yeah, that's the only issue. I don't. I know you were you trying should... to do this on your uh, uh, PC. 
But apparently, I guess I can tell you're on your phone. Right. That's the only issue. Yeah. So, let me see what I can do real quick. That's Go down I'm... to the basement, get okay. the equipment, yeah. hook it up. That's where I'm going. Okay, well, as you're uh, trying to see what you can uh, do, uh, what was your thought on that Meat Locker and Bruno and MCM match? Well, I enjoyed it. I, I know when um, I know Bruno just come back from an injury. He tore his shoulder or something like that. Um, it all in all, I enjoyed everything. So, boy, that was easy. <laughs> yeah, hang on. He was, filling, he was actually filling in for uh, Ben Bishop. I haven't got my headphones. Okay. Sounds like he fell over. Yeah. Are you okay there? Oh, he got something. Yeah. He's, he's plugging it in. Okay. Stick it in the hole. Chop, chop. All right. While you're getting situated there, uh, if everyone can look at the bottom of the screen there, we're scrolling across. Uh, United Wrestling Coalition. This Saturday, uh, it would be in, in Wrightstown, New Jersey. They're doing a Toys for Tots Christmas in July. I might have to mute him until he gets situated. I don't know. Oh, I don't know. Hey. Yep. There, there, I muted him for now. Uh, but, yeah, the United Wrestling uh, Coalition presents Toys for Tots Christmas. Uh, Christmas in July, Saturday, July 3rd at Kelly's Banquet Hall, Wrightstown, New Jersey. Bell time is 5 p.m. Tickets are $15 or free admission with a unwrapped toy donation valued at least $15. Yeah, um, to good. reserve your tickets, you can uh, call 610, I mean, no, um, 609-792- 9328. I figure I'll give them a nice shout out for doing a good thing. Toys for Tots are starting early. Uh, why not? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let me guess. Your headphones wasn't working. Nope. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if it ain't one thing, it's a motherfucking other. All right. All right. Well, let's keep this Invictus show going on. Uh, Next match I that was Big Calix taking on the social media champion, Big Game Leroy. See, this is the second time I've seen Big Game Leroy. First time I saw him was at HOH where he wrestled um, AEW Superstar from the Dark Order. Alex, I think you were there, Dave. I was. I announced that show. Yep. It was Alex Reynolds versus Thank you. Leroy. That, that was a that was a great match, and that was when people really started to uh, see Big Game Leroy outside of his home fed House of Glory Wrestling, where he was trained from the beginning. I've known that kid since he started, and he was oh he was always so entertaining. He was always part of like uh, Ken Broadway's faction, and the storylines just grew, and he grew into his own entity and his love and passion for uh, video games combined with his love and passion for pro wrestling makes the reason why this gimmick is so good is because 
the gimmick is it's who he is it's real and he's just integrated everything into his, his into what he loves and the fans just can't get enough of him and he's super talented in the ring and right he can do it while still playing the switch like flawlessly i can't even play a video game just playing a game i i couldn't even imagine wrestling and playing a game super talented welcome back davy <laughs> hey sorry about that sorry phone ah that's for you. <laughs> Definitely. I mean, my, uh, my, only, my only thing with this show was I only knew about four or five wrestlers on the show, so I was really going in blindly. But Dave Adams had an issue, and me being the guy I am, I stepped right up, and I had fun. Appreciate that. And well, because you're my sweet pig. Yeah, I told you. Private, and I'll tell you with with the guys online. Sometimes it's best to go into a show with no notes, no game plan. I literally got got dropped off out of my girlfriend's car and ran right over to commentary, and just proceeded to do a whole show. Any plan I would have had from the night before was out the window. My mind uh, had to get focused quick on the job set forth, and I think we did a pretty good job in that second half, just going with the flow. We just entertain. And we hey, hey Keener, I'm sorry, dude. Yeah. Keener, is there any way you could turn your volume down just a little bit? How's that? Okay, I'm just hoping we don't get the feedback. Uh, just can you still hear us? Yeah. Okay. All right. Hope. Back. He has a transformer that's holding the camera for him. Ah, okay. More than meets the eye. Autobots transform and roll out. Exactly. All right, how's that? Uh, pretty good. Yeah, I can't. I can't wait to see what they do with uh, the whole transformer stuff. Um, but uh, anyway, uh, Matt J. Mike Verna taking on the GSW Next Gen Champion Gio Gal Galvano. That was a good one, gentlemen. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I, I've seen Gio before, but I've never really seen him up close. And it was great to see these two guys put on a phenomenal match together from top to bottom. Now, now, Dave, we were at the previous Invictus show, the outdoor one, and, uh, and Gio actually was in a gauntlet match. It was. Where, where, uh, I don't have the names in front of me of who was – Three opponents were, but you know he started off and he 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 was actually number one in the gauntlet match and he destroyed him. I'm not gonna say he destroyed him, destroyed him, but he he came out victorious on all three. Yeah, right. He, he survived it. Yeah, he was in the ring for all three of them, and I believe he was defending his uh, next gen championship at the time. He's the current. Global Syndicate Wrestling Next Gen Champion, and I believe that that title was on the line at that last event. So, putting a title on the line in a gauntlet match and walking out successfully the champion, it's a very impressive and, itself. And the thing is, doing that type of stuff is so risky. When you're a champion of another company, uh, and you're defending your champion, your title on on uh on other territories and not knowing that they could walk away with your title and, and you got to question yourself. Uh, will they hold that championship hostage? 
Now, for the owner of a company like GSW to to probably let him defend his title in other companies, they must be that much confident in him to walk away with it. Yeah. I mean, a global syndicate wrestling, they they seem to have a uh, good uh, relationship with Invictus Pro Wrestling. And certainly you've seen a little bit of a talent exchange between the two because you see a lot of the, the talent on Invictus on GSW and a lot of the talent you've seen from GSW show up at Invictus Pro. So certainly uh, companies working together is a great thing. Um, it, it promotes a positive work environment and it gives more work for the boys and girls just trying to get their craft out there, trying to get a platform to uh, entertain the fans and uh, make a little bit of money at the same time. Yeah, it, it, it's a great thing now in the world of, in wrestling because before, years ago, companies working together was very taboo. Yeah. I'm like, it was like, okay, it's us. This is our area. We need to be number one. But there's so many companies now running in the same area, running in the same building, let alone, you know, yeah. You have really no choice because you're also using a lot of the same talent. Of course. Right. But you have a lot of shows running 10 minutes and 20 minutes away from each other. Back in May, we wound up going to a show in Trenton, and then 10 minutes away from that show was the Titan show. So, change of talent. You know, Dave Adams knows what I'm talking about. It happens. Oh, right. I would love to see all companies um, work together and try to, like, you got a whole calendar. Why not switch around and try to get the fans to go to each show? I would love to go to other shows, but I, but can't go to everyone. Yeah, it only works to a point. You can work together to a point, like, if one show wants to, like, this past weekend, Invictus Pro ran an afternoon show, and probably half that roster was double-shotting, and uh, I would imagine most of the people on the first half probably wanted to be on the first half so they could get to their nighttime show. So, I mean, yeah. that aspect is good. But at the same time, it's really, you know, promoters want to sell tickets and make money. And the money's in the nighttime events. So, you know, it's hard to split Saturday nights. You know, Saturday mm -hmm. nights are Saturday nights and everybody's trying to make a buck. And, uh, you know, it's really the responsibility of the promoter to, uh, you know, you know, book your talent. Don't tell your talent that they can't work anywhere else. And you know, <laughs> if, if talent want a double shot, you just have to work it out with them. Especially if if talent are going to do two nighttime shows. You know, the, I'd say the promotions have to be willing to uh, allow. You know, all right, we agree that this talent's going to work the first half, so they can make it to the second half, or vice versa, stuff like that. Because at, at the in the end. A lot, of, a lot of these young kids in the business, they break in and they're told you can work here, you can't work there. You know, I think at first when you're training, that, that applies, but it becomes bullshit after a while when you're working. And if you want to go work places, if you, I believe in committing to your home fed and making sure that you commit to all their dates, but you also should have the right, once you're out of your training school and they give you the proverbial okay to work outside shows, then game on. You're an independent contractor and Try and get yeah. as much work as possible and try not to work for free because right. the, powers in, yeah. the powers in the talent, you know, if you show these promoters that you're going to work for free, obviously they're going to try and lowball you. But at the end of the day, we've proven that wrestling shows, we don't want them to have no fans. But I think COVID has proven that you can run wrestling shows in front of no fans, even though we'd rather have the fans. I, 
but you can't run a wrestling show without talent. I think I think a lot of it, uh, a lot of what you're saying right now, we're going to touch on into much later on in this cast. Uh, but let's go up to the main event. It was AJ Gray taking on one of the Samoan Dynasty's uh, youngsters. I like to say, but I, I I'm not sure how what, what his age frame is. But but he's 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 one of the newer ones. Uh, that in the last so many years been killing it, especially in MLW. Uh, he's a part of the Samoan Strike Force with uh, with Lance on Hawaii and as well as Sifu Fatu. It's none other than uh, the Samoan Werewolf himself, uh, Jacob Fatu. Match, such a good match. That's the MLW awesome heavyweight champion. Let the Dave start. What did you guys think of this match? I, you know, I enjoyed it. Like, I've seen Jacob and I've heard about Jacob because I hear Lance talk about him, but I've never seen him actually wrestle. So I enjoyed it. Top to bottom, completely great match with everything that those two put through. And I mean, we're going to see AJ Gray again coming up in September when he makes his debut for Battleground Wrestling at the ECW Arena. Awesome. Yeah, he's very agile for the big man that he is. I was watching a couple things online, and uh, there's people saying, like, within – by 2024, he's going to be, like, probably one of the best in the world. I don't think yeah. he'll be until 2024. He's pretty damn good right now. I would well, say 2021. Well, because 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 right now – there's so many guys out there that are putting in that work to 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 be one of the top guys, and uh, like uh, like you know how like you have those main guys in the big companies. That's what they're saying. He's going to be a yeah. big company main guy, right? Well, he took on. Let's take nothing away from his opponent. It was the first time I've ever uh, called an AJ Gray match. AJ Gray, other than um, his reputation uh, from seeing his matches on the internet and hearing what a great striker he is and what a good performer he is, I had never seen him before. He is everything that was hyped up and more, uh, super talented. And um, to say that he hung with the Samoan werewolf is an understatement. He was beating the shit out of the Samoan werewolf. <laughs> at I was... And Jacob was giving it right back. Don't get me wrong, but that was a really good, uh, strong style Haas match, as they say in the industry. Yeah, I was kind of ooh and ah myself, especially for like AJ, because like I've seen Jacob before, but this is my first time seeing AJ. And I was like, okay, so like I, I heard hype about this guy, and now I finally get to see him. I'm like, okay, he's living up to it. And that's yeah. what's up. I like that. You, you you good there, Dave? You flipping back and forth there? Just screwing. With <laughs> he's he's, he's kind of a little flippy right now. Yeah, kind of flippy. I'm guessing you're on your phone too, so yeah. No, he's doing the old ECW fan cam. Yeah, there you go. In and out, in and out. No, Dave Adams fan cam. Woo! I, I'm, all, I, I'm all about the in and out, boys. It's all good. <laughs> That's a whole other. That's show. a point of view version. <laughs> oh my god, just seeing Dave on the screen I can imagine what Debbie sees now 
he puts up with a lot. <laughs> yeah. All right, gentlemen. Uh, I tried to ask you earlier in the chat room uh, that um, Dave, uh, you have do you have history uh, much uh, with Triple WA? Yeah. Any, any any stories you would share, but not right now. Yeah, I mean, Dino's been good to me since my. I, that was the second company I ever announced for. Uh, the first company I ever announced for was Doc Diamond's Devastation Wrestling Federation. <laughs> and Adino okay. was the second company to ever book me. And I worked for, there. For how long have you have you worked for them? I I worked there consistently for like two years, and then okay. and then I. I the other companies but me and debbie we went back there like i worked for them within the we, we worked for them within the past like three years or so i came back to well, cover. well I let me cut you I, off yeah let, let me cut you off we're gonna get into triple wa next uh because we're gonna have dennis reaper come yeah. in the room and he went down to the uh triple wa show when 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 we were at Invictus, he was over there checking that show. He's going to give us his full review. Uh, Keener, do you have history with, with, with them two as well or no? No. Okay. Well, here's what I'm going to do. Uh, Dave, I'm going to keep you here. I'm, I'm, I'm going to keep you here. Uh, Keener, DB, I'm going to put you in the green room. Uh -oh. I'm going to bring Dennis... And Pat in, and we're going to discuss Triple WA. Once we're done with that, we're going to bring everybody back in, and we're all going to go across the board about uh, the NXT prediction for um, for uh, 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 Great American Bash, which is a small show on Tuesday coming up. And we're just going to freestyle, talk about anything and everything then after that. I'm down with that. All right. All right, but uh, till then, get your asses to the green room. Well, oh! well, till then, there is a particular MC out there who I spoke with today, and I have his permission to play his video here live for everybody. Uh oh, oh. Uh, I guess I'll talk more about it at the end, and you'll see some surprise appearances. In this video, by some former ECW stars as well, giving shout outs and stuff. So, um, here's Ox Ox Soprano and and Ted. Uh, I believe the uh, well, Ted Lowe, and uh, the song is called Best in the World. And when we come back, we're gonna have uh, Dennis and Pat in the room with us. Okay, so check the video, guys. guys. Bye. Yo, Bye. This is Jack, the original gangster. And I'm stopping by to give a shout out to Oxyprano and Ted Lowe, Art of Collaborative Volume 2. Check that shit out. If you don't, I will stab your ass in the motherfucking forehead. Please believe it, bitch. Strong brother like Harriet, hand me the torch, yeah, I carry it. The game's in a crisis right now, about to marry it. The horses and the carriages with some chariots depend on me. Quite clear, all embarrassments, put them on the shelf, and I'ma get it rolling. Your whole state hates you, 
Tell champ every title that you hold it. Give it all back. Corley Buster, you is whack. Leave it up to me. I'm flowing my Nindo. Backbreaking bitches all through the window. All over info and you ain't here right. Grab him by his throat. When pipes say goodnight. Atone it for my sins. For staying in the fight. Best in the world. Going in for life. I am not a bastard. I am the best in the world. This team fucking Fort Knock over here. We with the champion Rob Noxious. We with the Black Militia. And you already know Ox Soprano in this bitch. Fuck Blizz. Yo, Ox. Yo, Aaron. Let's talk about Adrian Bliss, the thug homo, who thinks he's badass. Little Kevin Hart. <laughs> Kevin Hart. Little Kevin Hart's a lot taller than he is. Yo, Bliss, sweet, you gonna be the champ? This the best in the world right here. You, you coming after the champ? I'm the champ of champions. Don't forget it. Remember, Bliss. One, two, three. Lights out, baby boy. Know that. Such a type of breed. Birth from a seed. Don't get fooled by the life that I lead. The air that I breathe, I bleed for it too. My fam and myself, we gon' always make it through. Bro, if I got you, all I'm asking is the same. And I hate a nigga that can do. But watch it go up in flames. No room for no games. No names or no shames. Militant mindset is still in my brain. Artillery stand tall as big as a crane. My mama pain made me bleed to go hard and break the sight cool. That's what I heard from my paws. Hustle around the clock until my heart stopped. Hey, yo, boy, Dad, my man right here, he's gonna give you business. That's right, Rob Doctors, I'm gonna tear you apart. My man right here, he came and got the best that ever did it. And if you don't think I'm gonna destroy you, you're sadly mistaken. <sighs> and your manager can get it too. I'm not a bastard. I'm the best in the world. Energy low, but my energy high. They say you judge a man by the look in his eyes. See so many people manipulate, and I respect those that stayed and always tried. Who cried? I feel your pain, that's real. Blessing to the OG, still sharp and still. I got brothers that need appeals, families that got bills. Not time to chill. I'm working out this deal. You climbing up this hill, the hill going up. Pressure through the roof like the comedy throwing up. Take your loved ones, hold the stand, and show them who's the man. This is world-renowned pro wrestler and former heavyweight champion Raven. And this is the best in the world in the art of collaboration, I'm volume two, with Ted Lowe and the best in the world. Close Raven. Never more. That should be a take. Well, there you have it, folks. You got to see firsthand here, well, especially on YouTube and Facebook and stuff like that, you got to see uh, Ox Soprano and Ted Lowe doing their hit, Best in the World, featuring, uh, in the beginning and the end, you got to see two ECW icons 
New Jack, who just passed away, God rest his soul, and as well as Raven. And that was being filmed on location at Fort Knox Academy. And right there in the video, you got to see head trainer Rob Noxious, as well as Adrian Bliss. But, like I said, we're going to start moving on and we're going to talk about our next topic, which is Triple WA. And uh, like I said, I was at Invictus and this man got to go down there the same day and check out Triple WA. And he's going to give us his review. And that is Dennis Reaper. Dennis. What's up, Chio? Can you hear uh, me clear or no? I can hear you. Uh, right, we have history with uh, um, with Triple WA. Uh, the man we just talked to before I got off also has history, he said, which is Dave Adams. Welcome back. What's up, Dennis? How's What's it going, up, bro? Mr. Adams? How you doing? Good. And the fourth man who had history there as well, none other than Pat the Gobbler, a.k.a. Frankie Prizzo. <laughs> Mr. Green Screen. Huh? <laughs> Mr. Green Screen. Yes, yes, that is me. Mr. Green Screen that never works. No, it doesn't work. I'm that's gonna be your this. new. You know what? We gotta change your name to the Green Screen. That 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 works. I'm cool with that. We're gonna keep you in the green room. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> Greenhorn. <laughs> Who put this that's guy? A, you did. I want to know. Jeez. Chill, you I should just say I should just work behind the scenes. First off, you. cheers. Just saying. All right, oh, gentlemen, God. we all have history with Triple WA. Some yes. highs, some lows. Uh, we'll get to that. Then Dennis was there. He's going to give us his rundown of the show. And uh, if we know any of the talent that worked there, we can actually chime in about them. Maybe, you know whatever history or we have, if you, if someone was, uh, not right with you, you can shoot on them if you want. I, I, Dave, why are you shaking your head? Controversy. You, can, you yeah. can shoot if you want. It's not like, well, it's not like I'm going back there. So, but anyway, uh, go ahead, Dennis, take it away, brother. All right. So, oh man, I'm controversial. This is, this could get ugly quick. Yeah. Uh, so, first off, Triple WA did an outside show for free at Quaker Town Farmers Market um, for their 40th anniversary or 41st year anniversary show. Which you know, hey, any promotion that's been around for that long is phenomenal. So, hats off to Dino Santa and uh, Demetrius Arion for keeping a promotion around for that long and still having fans come out and that will enjoy it. Um, so, I'm not going to knock them for that. But I am going to knock him for an entire show. I'm not going to lie. Um, when I go to shows, I expect professionalism. I expect everything. You know, I know things are going to go off, not work properly. Um, but I'm a big tech person. As you can see, I had tech issues and I had to figure out ways to get on this. Um, the show started late, which we all know Triple WA has never started on time, probably in the past five years. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's the indie, you call it indie time. Uh, well, I call it professionalism, <laughs> and it was outside, and it was hot as hell, so, you know, uh, real time for an outside show. Um, they had a lot of sound trouble. Um, microphone was too far away from, in the ring, too far away from the sound system, 
for it to pick up properly, so they kept dropping sound. Ugh. Unfortunately, um, that sucks. But it was great being at Triple W. I'm not going to knock the whole show the whole time. It was great seeing the boys and hanging out and having fans recognize me. Like, hey, are you wrestling? I was no, no. I'm just here to, you know, just kind of do my my job and critique the show and see what's out there and review it. So they had a total of nine matches in this entire show. Um, and they started the night off with what they called is the body, the million dollar or the hundred thousand dollar body slam challenge. Mail Havoc. Who, who's giving away this uh, uh, money? I like to know. I really, uh, Mail Havoc was. He had the uh, money, apparently. I was going to say, they ain't putting a hundred thousand in them little yellow envelopes we all know about. So I don't no, know. that's like a ten dollar payday. Um, and then you got that. The legit yeah. bang bang. Um, I made but, more money off gimmicks. You're right. I did too. That is true. So it was Mel Havoc, open challenge. Whoever can body slam this big man. Um, a gentleman named Flash came out. Never heard of him. I don't really know much about the gentleman. Um, came out, tried to do it. Didn't happen. Do went to pick up Mel Havoc and he got laid on. But the deal was, if you couldn't body slam him, then it turned into a match. So the dude fell on the Mel Havoc fell on the kid and the bell rang. The one, two, and we went to the match. The kid kicked the kid didn't even get the kick out. Mel Havoc picked his head up. Said, no, we're gonna wrestle now. So they had an RA match. It wasn't bad. Uh Mel Havoc being the veteran of the business, you know, he led he helped lead this kid to give a, an actual good, decent first match of the night. Um so on a scale of one to ten, I gave it a six. Um all because some of the stuff that the young kid was doing, it didn't really seem he didn't have confidence and belief in himself, I would say. Now, but, now for yeah. now, now for people who don't know, uh, Mal Havoc, Havoc, he's a larger gentleman in there. He's like, I want to say, and, I, I don't want to, don't quote me on this because I really don't know his weight. No, and well, he's I'm gonna say, but the size difference, hundred plus pounds. Now, 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 the kid was he. Uh, no, he was, was, he, like was he well? Was oh, he well God, put no. together? No, no, this kid was probably like 125 pounds wet, soaking wet. So it's obvious it was Mitch match from like the get-go, by get-go. Well, way up opposite ends. But it was, it was kind of cool because it was one of those like you thought the kid could do it, but he didn't. Um, it was a gimmick. It was a gimmick match. That's all yeah. it was. Mel Havoc won, um, which was. A surprise because the kid, like I said, there might have been some issues, but the kid did go out there and had his heart on his sleeves. It just wasn't enough. Um, match, I give it, like I said, I give it a six out of a ten. Um, your second match of the night was against a guy named Lex, and then a gentleman from New Jersey, we all should know, Slayer. Um, and he came uh, out with the original, he came what? out with, yeah, with the, the straight jacket, he came out with yeah. the ECW hat guy. Yeah, there's um, only, only two Slayers I ever known. Yes. There's a band and then there's him. Um, I gave this a 6 out of 10 as well. Um, my biggest beast with this entire match and the only issues with this match is no one worked the damn crowd. Now, when I say they packed outside, they packed outside. They had well over 150 people watching this event outside. Of course they did. And no one worked the crowd. Like, nobody. And it's mm. like, uh, you killed me. Worker, young guys in this business that are watching this, work the god darn crowd, whether it's free or not. Okay, 
If you don't work the crowd, the fed crowd ain't going to give a crap who you are. Um, There's a problem, though, but I'll... You know, they started... Yeah, like, they started the match off strong, which I liked. They did a lot of good basic old-school chain techniques that, you know, you don't see much anymore. Now you just see this fancy shit. This was, like, legit old-school, keeping it simple, right down the middle. Um, And then they lost the fans. The fans got into it a little bit, and then they just, you know, instead of staying to the left, they went right. Um... Again, the biggest downfall of that entire match was they didn't work the crowd at all. Like you can lose the crowd, you can get get them back, but when you when you don't work the crowd in the beginning to get them to cheer for you when you come out that entrance, it's hard for you to really get that crowd behind you in an entire match. Um, but the one of the matches of the night is match three. It was a tag team match versus the Atkin brothers. Um. Versus Club Brickhouse. It was Cody Rose and another gentleman. I couldn't catch his name. It's one of uh, Wolfman. It's Wolfman students um, from SWO. Um, versus the Atkin Brothers, which they're from New Jersey, which Dave, I think you should know who they are. Um, I've announced them before. They're very. They're a very old school, technical tag team, young in the business. Um. I gave them some critique. Again, another match. They started off great with back and forth chain, very, and but the ending of the match was so confusing. It didn't make sense. I, I think I know it. why. Uh, uh, Brickhouse Club was Brickhouse working? No, Brickhouse was the manager outside. Oh, he was the manager. Okay, because I'm so, keep no, I'm so you goddamn fucking ring. I'm so used to him being a, a referee. That's why. Or a manager. I ne- well, I never, see, I, I never seen a manager, so I wouldn't know. Look, that's what I, this, that's what I was wondering. Guy, this guy is trying to do everything. And no, I'm not trying to be disrespectful, <laughs> but I'm going to shoot from the start. I, li- I like him. He, he's a nice guy. Look, him and he, he had an attitude with me a long time ago. Like, he was cutting promos because he was, he was t- tagging with me. He was a manager for a gentleman named Roblox. And they cut this promo, but it was just Brickhouse holding, having the championship title that he doesn't own or hold. It. And I said to him, I go, if you're going to be a manager for a champion, you should be cutting the promo without the, first off, don't ever have the champion's belt. You're not, you're not Paul Heyman, okay? Paul Heyman's the only one that could really pull that off because it's fucking Paul Heyman. <laughs> he could do anything. Um, but his response was, oh, well, he works this shift, I work that shift, so it doesn't work. And I'm like, well, I'm giving you some critique to how you can make it better. Cut them at shows, do it before the shows. You don't have to know who you're going to wrestle. You can wait. wrestling. Card subject to change. <laughs> it's, been a, it's been a public service announcement for 100 plus years in professional wrestling, and it hasn't changed. Um, but he didn't like it, and he got cocky with me. So, like, I got, I like the guy. Outside the ring, but in the wrestling business, I have a the, very little notes from that gentleman. There's not much, but there's little. Um, but I gave it, I gave it a six as well. So like the first three matches were staying pretty, you know, par with how they started off the show. Um, if the ending would have ended any differently, they probably would have had an eight. To be honest with you, that ending killed it for me. And being someone that's going to critique it, you know. They didn't know that I was critiquing matches at all, by the way. I didn't tell nobody what I was doing there. The only people that knew I was what I was doing was Dino and Paul. And probably Kennedy, the referee, that's probably tuning in because he wants to hear how bad it could be. 
<laughs> um, your next match was the fourth one. It was a U.S. hardcore uh, title match. How hardcore was this? Um, you're gonna, you, this, this is where it gets brutal. Um, it was a hard, It was a U.S. hardcore title match. It was a dark color match. Which I would describe as the worst hardcore match I've ever effing seen in my entire life. Like, I would rather watch two cats have sex on a car than ever watch that match again. It almost sounded like they were beating each other with styrofoam. Um, Neither one of them wanted to hit each other. Yes, Kenny, Kenny commented and goes, yes, I'm watching. Um... He was one of the referees for Triple WA on Saturday, and I'm sorry, Kenny, you had to go through that. You mean this, this guy, Kenny, that guy, Kenny, yeah, Kenny right there. the head referee of DefCon Pro Wrestling. I'm just saying, I'm just gonna drop a plug real quick. Um, but they didn't hit; they barely hit each other with the weapons. They brought a trash can out with a crutch, a kendo stick, and a bunch of other things, and they used the kendo stick once. Um, they used the chain, they used the co- the chain that was on the collar, like little girls, like my nine year old can hit harder than they did. Like I was embarrassed that I've faced both of these men and they've, and I've hit them harder than what they showed. And they hit me harder. Like I was so like, like, and I, and, and I was going to tell them after their match, how I thought about it. But the one guy kind of ran away and didn't want to hear it, which was, uh, the two gentlemen, by the way, I forgot to tell you who the match was. So you had JT Cage, which is the U.S. hardcore champion, and Roadblock Chad McCoy. Never heard neither one of them. Um, JT Cage is who I faced when I came back to Triple WA two or three years ago. And he was training at the dungeon. And he made it pretty clear that, you know, he wished um, that. What you, would you eat in there, man? You got eggs? Mac and cheese. Ooh, where's my mac and cheese? And I got chicken um, fingers. But he trains at he trained at the dungeon. He goes up every now and then. Um, but he made a comment there that you know shows weren't giving him the opportunity he would like. So I reached out to Dino. I I was like, look, give me three matches with this kid. Let me show you what he can do. And he's like, okay. So you know, we did a three story three match story, and I mean. The third match was an anything goes, and we beat the piss out of each other. I told him, if you don't hit me, I'm going to knock you out for real. And, I mean, he laid the, he laid the boots in me, and I was like, good. You know, and finally he started show, – he showed some people that, you know, he really wanted it. You know, I'm proud that they gave him a title. I'm glad he's a champion. He, he has busted his butt the past year and a half to show what he can do. Um, and, but that and, match, and you know what? And you know what? That's what anybody green in the business wants. They just want a chance, just to uh, just to get noticed. Just I'm like they they don't care if it's a battle royal or running. So they just want to get their foot in the door, at least something. You know, they're hungry at the time. Yeah. Now it, it all depends on what they make about it and and how how far yeah. they go with that. You know, um. It was a very lackluster match, not making any of the hits look good. Also, not working the crowd. You're in a hardcore match. You should be working the shit out of that crowd. That crowd should be, every time you hit them, should be going, ooh, ah! Well, you know what's funny? Like, violins this big, I still couldn't. I could hear the violins over them. 
So I'm I'm guessing no no gigging, right? Because Dino likes no. to run a PG show. Nope, no blood. No headshots. No. no. Okay. But still, you have all these weapons and you don't use any of them besides like a chain and a kendo stick. And the kendo stick shots, like I said, was weak. My nine year old could hit harder than them both. And it, I'm not sure if it's because her dad's Dennis Reaper or because she's just ruthless. But I'm going to go with both. I'm going I'm, I'm to like ruth- say ruthless. Like, she just kicks my – she just punches me for for, for fun. Um, so I gave that a three just because there was some, like, something that was, like, eh, a good thing. But that was about it. A three. Like, like they just killed the entire crowd, in my opinion. Like, the crowd was there a little bit, but – like I said, I went to the locker room multiple times saying, hey, guys, this is crowd. You have people out to the road where they did their show. Like, if I would go on their map quest and take a photo of, of where the show was and, and highlight where all the fans were, you'd be like, oh, my God. Um, so, match five, I gave a four out of a ten because it was another lackluster match. It was Malcolm King. Verse question mark because I never heard the kid's name. Verse the Wolfman. Mm. Um, Wolfman, I know Wolfman history. He been around since I started. Yeah. So, and I'm guessing the guy's a nice guy, but I'm I'm get I'm I'm guessing the work did not get any better. So. Dave, you look like you're falling asleep over there, brother. Uh, that, that's how I was at the show. Um, yeah. So you so look like Dave at the show. I was falling asleep at the show. Oh, um, so it was an elimination style match. The man was eliminated within like the first two and a half, like first few minutes of this match. And his comments were, mm-hmm. it's too hot, but he ran away. Um, so Malcolm King versus Kid were the next two. Um, Malcolm King won. There wasn't anything special. Wasn't anything good. Um, it was just there. Um, so a four is what they're going to get. And I wouldn't have paid for that match. If I was a paid show, I would have walked out. I would have probably left out their match four if that was the case. If I paid for that show. How, how many matches were there total? Nine. Nine. Huh. And you're only up to what? We're at number six now. This was oh, a good okay. match. match number six was a very good match. How was the? Uh, I believe Kenny was the ref for this match. Too. He goes the match that that kid did not. He didn't listen at all. No. Did no. they have no, enough refs? They did. They and had. What? They had Kenny. They had Lance Frazier. That might have been it. They might have had the two. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Joe, for ended up on the board. <laughs> Appreciate that. Much love. Um, so here's a match that I believe stole the. Oh, this is the, at this point. This match stole the show. So we have the high impact title match, which is the champions Tommy Vex, which we all know Tommy Vex, um, versus Suicide Myers. And all I can say is I didn't take my eyes off the ring. Oh, hands down. I, I, I went to take my eyes off. I love Tommy Vex. I, I, I know Suicide Myers. He can work his ass off, too. You know, it's just phenomenal. 
like that match from start to finish made perfect sense. Like I understood the story they were they were giving me. They made me believe what was going on. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Like they gave the fans what they wanted. The fans were in, were intrigued with with this match. They were enjoying this match. Um, Tommy Vex came out with um, and she made the crowd get behind the match. Which you know, and any manager, their job is to make sure there's fans are getting behind whoever and are intrigued with this match. And they were involved because of her as well. So I, I I'm gonna tip my hat to match number six because you saved me from going home. Because I was almost at the point of saying, F it, I'm going to hell home. What was, uh, uh what, what, was there a, um, uh, was there a commentary? No. No, at, at, what, what about filming? They were filming it, but the but no, camera guy sucked. But no, but no commentary? And, and, uh, and how was their, uh, ring announcing? Listen, I love Carolina Jim, okay? I'm not oh, going one of the best, one of the top guys in Pennsylvania is Carolina Jim. He's been doing this for so many. He's years. the other one on my on, on my Mount Rushmore of of, of Northeast. Again, unfortunately, the sound equipment sucked. Yeah. Ah oh, man, it, it didn't catch you. And here's the thing: it's not because of the equipment. I'm gonna I'm gonna put that out there. This is Wolfman's equipment. Wolfman does take care of his proper product and his production equipment to an extent. But the person it's running the, it, they they put the ring too far away. They're yeah. using wireless microphones from Amazon, okay? They Not only me. go a certain distance. And unfortunately, I have the same microphones they have, and I know my distance. Like, I know how far I can go from that yeah. receiver to work properly. They were too far away for it That's to work, fair. unfortunately. And that bit them in the ass. In my personal and professional opinion, since I own a production company, and do sound stuff and chill. You know better than anybody. Uh-huh. If you're if you have cheap microphones, you're not going to get a distance. Like when exactly. you're doing inside, when you do inside Quaker Town Mar- Farmers Market, the sound equipment's right there, so you don't have to be far away to get the microphones to work. But they're outside. And, and there's a lot of transmission issues right there. And, and the thing, and the thing I I I, I noticed that is that uh, not too many sound guys would do a nice decent sound check. Where, like, I make sure I hunt down these ring announcers. Hey, test this out for me. Go on the other side of the building for me. Whatever. I just need to know, is it too loud? Should I tweak it? Do this, do that, whatever. And they yeah. let me know. So I'm like, and, you know, a, a lot of times I have to turn, tone them down because a lot of these guys have powerful voices. And not only that, I actually have a good system that helps project them as well. So yep. I do have to turn tone them down. There's times where I have them like almost at the bare minimum up in sound because, like I said, a lot of these guys' voices are so powerful. Depend on who they are. Yep. Dave so, Adams is one of them, but, right there. Yes. But again, it came down to really what they should have done is set the sound equipment up before the wrestling ring, and I get that's ass backwards. But the reason you do it for an outside show. Is so you know where your ring needs to be for that microphone. Yep. And unfortunately, where they put the ring is the flattest part of the of the ground. That's why the ring went there. But they didn't put they didn't. I get it. They could only put the ring the, the entranceway to certain spots so the wrestlers and everybody could be hidden. I and get they, it. And they but probably they, didn't have enough extension cord to run the sound system far enough. 
which knowing me, knowing me, I always try to carry enough. And if I don't have enough length, I better find uh, somewhere Walmart or somewhere nearby Lowe's, Home Depot that sells some extension cords so I can. Uh, you were you know, at, they were at Quakerstown Farmers Market. They could have found them there. I know. Yeah, yeah. I, and you know what? I never been there before, but a farmers market. Look, Quakertown Farmers Market has some nice, has some better stores than what Zern did. Um, but I still wouldn't want to buy anything from there, probably. All right. Um, Sounds awesome. So, 1985 paused and never, and time never started again. I love that place. Look, I love it too. I only go there when Triple W is there, yeah. just so I can say hi to some of the guys and the boys because it's nice to see something local near now, my house. Now, Pat, Pat, have, yes, have, have you ever been up to the Quaker Down, the Quakerstown Market? No, I haven't been there. I, I what about Zerns? What about Zerns where, where, where they used to run? Now, 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 now you're talking my language. Believe it or not, <laughs> my 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 first run in, believe it or not, with Triple W A. When I was a little boy. Me, my brothers, and my father took us to a Triple W A show. They actually had some names on there at first. They had Bam Bam Bigelow. Um, he was like the the big big name that came through. I mean, there was a couple other names that they had work on the show. But uh, years that was at Zerns. No, that was not Zerns. That's when they ran out of where the Ring of Honor used to run. Ran oh, out okay. Off, yeah, Northeast Philly at the Armory. So okay. years gone, years gone by. Of course, now I'm uh, with me being a worker. Um, yeah, just being up there, uh, up at Zerns, and uh, my my first my first job I have to do up there is work. Uh, what was his name? The uh, the other owner of it, not 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 Dino. Uh, Demetrius. Demetrius. Yeah. My man calls a powerbomb spot. You know, my man's like six foot three, six foot four. My man put put my feet through the ceiling of that of that uh Jeez. of that small little room. Yeah. But anyway, murder. Um, but yeah, anyway, at the time I had, when I worked there, it was Dan Haney was in charge. Well, Dan Haney. Was doing when the I started there. And um, I, and I, I'm going to give you some up and downs about that place. Um, real fast. I had a great run up there as being in one of their top heels because uh, a lot of people never saw me work out there. Like I said, spots like there are great because you get well, small well, well, the thing is, you said a lot of people didn't see you work out there, but now we get to see you work out when you post it on Facebook. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Shoving food in his mouth. <laughs> yeah, yes, yes. No, but I mean, as far as a lot of people, usually with when I'm running ACPW, they see me as this big-time face. But a lot of people, a lot of guys in the back who I've trained with never got to see me work heel. So with me working heel out there, I mean, I had the, uh, I don't want to say uh, I was the best worker out there, but um, we, when the promoter constantly calls you and puts a strap on you, and I tell him, dude, the only belt matters me is the one I take to work every day. You know, like, and I've heard a couple of workers get jealous of it. Um, they try to shoot on me. And, you know, you know I could tell, you know, with me being, have some years on the belt, like I can see a shoe coming a mile away. So you know, when you right, punch me, right. when you when you punch me in the chest, you know, a receipt's coming, brother. And uh, one uh, a certain person knows that. And uh, yeah, they they did some dirty with me. And, uh, and on, on some personal note, and uh, I'm not, I'm not too thrilled with. Still to this day, um, geez, I look horrible. You go back to that small screen because uh, that, that that green screen's horrible. Um, <laughs> You can disable no, it, right? 
Yeah, well, I'm not I'm not all technology. Me, me and my brothers are not the brightest when it comes to technology. Uh, but anyways, <laughs> um, but yeah, once again, uh, the trip WA, man, it was just there's been some good and bad with it. Um, like I said, work wise, you know, working the crowd, all that stuff, you knew how to work. And, you know, again, I'm not trying to say, you know, you know, I keep on to my own horn here, but like with Bundy and uh, guys like Johnny Greco, those guys show me how to work old school because everybody you see nowadays just wants to copy and do what they see on TV. Like she, uh, like Daz mentioned earlier, guys don't even know how to work the crowd. They just think that people that, you know, that they've been, been on TV for 400 times and that the people know who they are. No, you're still new to the new crowd. No one knows who you are. There's no TV. You got to work that crowd. You have to work them. You, whether your face, especially your face, you got to become out there hungry, wanting to work. Um, I, like I said, I remember these, this is what Bundy plugged in my head. So again, like a, a small town like that with nothing going on, all eyes on what comes out through that current, especially especially if you're the opening match because you set the tone you are the roller coaster well, for the whole show definitely 100%. so Listen, so like i said i think i said it the last time show the last show with uh you and all of us and the guys from jersey fans don't pay with money no more they're paying with their attention it's no longer a dollar sign it's the if i'm paying 20 dollars, i'm hoping you're going to keep my attention for two and a half hours all right. right, right. If, 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 if somebody's on this during your show, then you should not be. Yeah, you, know, you shouldn't be working. If you're on, if someone's on their phone during your match, you shouldn't be working. Um, like that, like like with me talking, because uh, I could I can usually put people. Asleep. <laughs> um, well, yeah. So, but look, so like. No, I mean, again, like I said, I worked. That was the first time I worked Dennis, and me and Dennis laid into each other. I mean. We beat well, our first China. time with SWO. Well, you're right, and that's when. Well, no, 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 which, no, no, no. Technically, our first time working each other was ACPW. Yeah, but I mean, w- right? But, but we're talking. Yeah, Zern. was it? Was your first match a U.S. hardcore match with a dog collar and a, a single uh, that, that, chain? That just, that no, just my counts. first, my very <laughs> first match was a three on two. No, I mean, I mean between, I between you two, and I got my ass whooped. No, I mean between you two. That's all. Triple threat match for the U.S. title, and the guy that we had in our match was just no. Like I said, the guy in our match later then he left. He didn't want to go. Yeah, yeah. He didn't want to go to work at SWO. He'd rather sit in the front row and watch me and pay to watch me work. So, uh, so how, how many matches are we up to now? We're finishing number six. We're on number seven, but number wow, six, we only did six. I told you. <laughs> okay. Met, but I gave the the Tommy Vex versus Suicide Myers an eight out of ten. Like I said, this in my opinion was like the match of the night. All no right. hand, no ifs, buts about it. I was in I was like my attention was locked on. I was already expecting it. But again, I wasn't expecting as much as they gave these fans. They gave these fans literally a twenty dollar match. Like if you paid twenty bucks to see a show. They gave you it for free. They gave fans what fans deserve to get for coming. I I, I I believe it. I believe it for that match there. So match seven was a six-man tag match. Okay, this was set up. The following show um, they did, it was Dog Nation 
um, and Tony Cheney versus AEC. Um, don't ask me how to, what, what the name is for the initials. I'm like, I love the, I love all guys in this match. I'm friends with them all. I have I hold them all very highly in my book of guys I respect in the business. Um, AEC was a group of Shane Taylor, Tyler Sims, and Orphan. Okay. Okay. Um, I gave the match a 7 out of a 10. It was more of a greenhorned versus the vets, the young guys getting mouthy all the time and disrespecting the tag team champs, which is the WWE tag team champs is Shane Taylor and Tyler Sims, and that uh, Dog Nation made the comments of, you can get whoever you want. We're still going to beat your ass and do what we want. So they made it pretty clear. They made a phone call. They called in some friends. Orphan technically was retired and done wrestling. He came back out of nowhere for re- re- for this, which was kind of cool to see in person because I haven't seen him since I worked for Triple WA at the mall. And then they were done. And it was nice to see those guys back as a group. Um, their chemistry for this entire match was phenomenal. Um, Tony Cheney was kind of like the new guy to add into the group. No, I, I didn't get that concept, I would say, but it worked. Like, they took the guys out that, like, AEC had all three of them out of the crowd. They let the fans chop them, which Dog Nation and Tony Cheney's chest looked like they got beat up by, you know, rabbit wolverines and all types of things. Like, you let fans chop you, it's going to suck. Yeah. Um, I get, Like I said, I gave it a 7 out of 10. I liked it. There were some miscues and, and some dead spots in it. Um, but they, you know, from match six to them, they all started started to work the crowd. Here's the guys that know what they need to do, in my opinion. So the, the rating I gave that was 7 out of 10. It was a good match. AEC was over. The fans came happy. Like As soon as they, they, they came out, the fans popped. Um, they did a promo earlier in the day, um, the, bo- the booster match, and then they came out for their match, and the fans were behind them. They had light-up masks. It was daytime. You couldn't really see the lights on their masks, but it still was cool. Um, and this is coming from me that's a wrestler, and I still, mar- I still pop for it. Um, Because it's different. Uh, Match 8 was the 3WA title match, which is the three-way title. So every time this title is defended, it's a triple threat match every time, no matter what. I like that. Um, It's an elimination style, though. So this this is where that match was an elimination. You have the champion, Maverick Miami, um, versus Theo, Theo Ivory, versus Nico. Um, he's a CCW kid that I've known since I wrestled for WWE at Zerms. And when I mean like that's 13 years ago, I've known this kid. Um, and he started training at, I, I, at I believe, uh, I believe I met, uh, Theo. I actually, Dave, uh, actually the three of us actually met Theo Ivory at, uh, Super he, what, he does the, U, he does the UK at, at Kid Row. No, at belt. Kid Row I met him. He worked at Debbie on Halloween. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, I remember that now. That was a good match. Um, and what'd you give that one? I gave that a six and a half because uh, there was some mis- there was a lot of miscommunications in some of this match um, between one worker and, and the, the champion Maverick Miami. Um, they tried to give the fans mo- – they, they try to follow match six and seven, which you're really trying to push up those levels of what you can do when yeah. the fir- the matches that just came before you were mediocre 
and then the next matches started really stepping up their game. Um, it wasn't horrible. It was way better than the hardcore match. So anything is better than that. Um, Miami Maverick Miami won. But here's the cool part. So early, the show started, you know, everyone knows the Triple WA. If they don't hear, here's how they do it. Triple WA starts with Dino Santa coming out. They do the national anthem. They do his song. Um, Maverick Miami actually came out and challenged Dino Santa to book him verse. Um, what's he going by now? He was formerly known as Zack Ryder. Um, I'm drawing, uh, I'm drawing the blank now. Matt Matt, yeah, Matt Cordona. Yeah. Comes out the Dino Santa saying, put your money where your mouth is, Dino. I want Matt Cordona. And to our surprise, Dino Santa goes fine. In September, it's Matt Cordona versus Miami Maverick for this now, title. Now, question is, is the fans going to know, did the fans pop when he said Matt Cordona? Or did he so, say, you know, so, formerly known as Zack so, Ryder? Thing. Here's the thing. Zach Ryder does not Matt Cordona does not want to be known as, as Zach Ryder because you can't say his name. You can't say the name. Right. Um, that is a WWE thing apparently now right. that you can't even say FAK anymore with some yeah. of these guys. Um, right. So he, made pretty, he does not want fans to know. He doesn't want to be on the Indies as that. And gotcha. I understand it. I do. I get it. You know, hey, listen, right. you know, they didn't, right. give you, they didn't really believe in you to an extent. They gave yeah. you some chances, and then they kind of dropped the ball with them, in my opinion. Matt Cordona was one of the most underrated guys in WWE for a very good long time. And finally, let's be real, when he won the IC title at WrestleMania, if you did not have the chills and a, and a tear in your eye, smack your face at a door because I was emotional for that, and I don't even know the guy. Like, I enjoyed that moment very much because, you know, the kid, the guy came from nothing, and got to where he wanted to be on his own. He busted his home and got that spot. Yeah. But, so yeah. So in September, I believe September... I'm not trying to plug this show, but I'm going yeah. to. <laughs> but, uh, okay, so what was the main event? So, main event was Wyndham James Winthorpe, which is the Triple WA World Heavyweight Champion. The, oh, my bad. If he hears this. Wyndham James Winthorpe the third. <laughs> I see Dave Adams gone. You forgot the three. Burrs, Tony Batista. Ooh. And three of us know who Tony Batista is. No, this oh. is not Dave Batista. This is not his family member. He is better. He's the man. Way better. By miles. And I'm not knocking Dave Batista. Dave Batista is an animal, which is, you know, his gimmick name and a joke. But he's Dave Batista was good for what he did. He was a big guy. Tony Batista versus Wyndham James. I I, I like Tony Tony Batista. I'm a huge fan of this kid. Yeah, yeah. Huge so fan. To me, to um, me, like, remember when when we did the commentary? Uh, we described him as like uh like another young version of the Rock. He's a blue chipper. Yes. Yeah. Which I still he, have that footage. I gotta still yeah. finish. It since he's I got tall. He's video. good looking. He's in shape. He can work. You know, he he has he's all the right. Well, do you know what? The reason he can he he can work is because of who trained him. He was trained by Rudy Gonzalez out of Texas. And then if you notice, now he's trained at, at, at Skid Row. And now he's at Skid which, Row, and, which they got what they got G's Homicide there, mm-hmm. and and whoever else shows up surprisingly. Uh, uh, yeah. you got a- Azrael. You know, it's just oh, you're missing one more. One more. This guy's on AEW. Uh, but 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 are you talking about uh, uh Ortiz? 
Yeah. You know, and then you have Rob Prof- Prefontaine training guys. So Skid Row, without a doubt, has an amazing, talented roster yeah. of trainers at this school. Um, so, like, he went from being trained by, uh, I would say, a, a trainer that everybody in the, in the independence and in the wrestling business know of Rudy Gonzalez to now being yeah. trained up here and learning from guys that have been on television. Now, now Dave. With, go ahead. No, I was going to ask Dave, Dave Adams, what's your input on Tony Batista? Because I know you've seen him quite a bit as well. Uh, yeah, first time I saw him was at Skid Row on Halloween. He actually, he worked Azriel and he defeated Azriel for the vacant uh, United States Championship, I believe. And then um, he um, he ended up going to the uh, Titan Championship Wrestling Tryout Camp, and obviously he stood out. And he's part of, he's part of the Titan roster. And I uh, I got to I got to watch him work on the main card. I, I announced him on the main card. He worked uh, Anthony Gangone, and it was a really good match. Uh, Gangone was over, but it wasn't easy. Uh, Batista hung with him, and y'all know Gangone's like a ten year veteran, and yeah. Her, Certainly more than held his own against Gangone at, at Titan. And he's a super nice dude backstage. I've interviewed him backstage, just talked with him. Just just a nice a family guy, recently got married. I mean, he's just, sometimes you, you just meet. Yeah, I'm old. <laughs> yeah, hi, Linda. I'm old. Yeah, I'm old. <laughs> my party days are behind me, yeah. I'm a little no, tired, but, but Mr. Tio's my friend, and I promise Okay. Uh, Tony's awesome, um, and whatever good things come uh, to him in this business, he deserves it because he gets it. He's young, but I think he's got a little bit of an old-school mindset as well. And certainly, hey, he was trained out of Texas you know, with Rudy there. And he's a military guy, too. So he he knows about conditioning. It's not conditioning. He understands how to listen and overcome and collect and to do what he's being asked to do and remembering how to do something. Like he 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 does this. Ears open. Like he's asked me to watch his matches and every time I don't get let down. Like this match is a nine out of ten. Okay. The only reason it wasn't a ten out of a ten, there was a there was a miscue in one in the match. That's the only thing I got to knock him for. Now, that, it was a phenomenal match. Now, Dennis. Yes. Overall, from top to bottom, what do you grade the whole show as itself altogether? A four. A four. If I can respect match, that. And it's only because of some matches that went below that five. Yeah. Um, but just so you know, Wyndham James Winthorpe the third is no longer the Triple WA champion. Tony Batista is now. I saw the new picture. I saw the picture. Now, window. Now, let me just say this. He held that. Title that was the longest reigning champion for Triple WA in the past five years. He held that belt for like two years, right? <laughs> I want to say almost pretty much three. And I'm not. Talk, I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm being honest. Here's the thing, and this is what I told Tony Batista in the back after the match. I was like, "Listen, you now have all eyes on you." When you're in that position, okay, and everybody knows how wrestling works. There's no trying to sugarcoat or kayfabe anymore. Everybody knows how this works. When a promotion thinks of you in that position, it's because they respect you. And they know that person is the right person to be in that position. 
Unless it's not because you, you got to uh, roll out that. You got to roll. Yeah, I got. I got to put my little man to sleep. Uh, All right. We'll talk unless, to you then. Listen, uh, if you guys are gonna do the uh, the next segment, whatever. Davis, nice to meet you. Uh, my brother wants to hop on. If you need somebody, you know, to cover, you know, do the next segment too. Um, but yeah, Geo, Dennis, I'll be talking to you guys uh, tomorrow morning. I'll yeah, the next segment I think the next segment is probably going to be about twenty minutes. You know, I don't want to go past the two-hour mark. Mario, yeah. like a minute, for, almost a minute and forty soon. All right, uh, well, I'll give you guys a jingle. Uh, all right, man. If my brother stinks it up, it's you know, it's he's my brother, so don't. Okay. Take it easy we'll blame you. You're gonna yep. blame me. <laughs> All, right. All right. See you guys. Uh, but yeah, so right, like, right, right now, uh, I'm say right, right now, uh, we been touching on that saying about uh, Skid Row Academy several times in this conversation. So, what I'm gonna do, I'm gonna hit the commercial that I have for their school. I don't know if it's the most recent one, but it's the one that I have, and. When we come back, we'll have everybody in the room, and we're going to start freestyle discussion and give our quick, when I say quick, I mean quick NXT uh, predictions. I'll run down the matches. You guys give me your predictions, and we'll take it from there. But right now, and we're going to, I definitely want to talk to Dave Adams when we come back because we did not get a chance to talk to him about how he got into business and this and that, blah, blah, blah. So we're going to touch on him real quick, well, appropriately, uh, when we come back. So here's the Skid Row Academy uh, commercial for anybody out there who watches this video and you're thinking about becoming a pro wrestler. Shake, 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 shake it up. Peel back your toothpaste, peel it back. Money move to conversate. Money, put them up on the plate. Put them up, baby, shaking in the way. She shake, hit the flashlight to see her face. Flash, and she looking like a snack. Cute, Birkin bag on the way. Up and I shake the room. Shake it, shake it. I pop a bird full amazing. Straight honey, no taste. Uh-huh. 
niggas, we talking hot till they get burned. I don't fuck with niggas, cause these niggas, we serve. Little niggas, stay in your place, wait for your turn. Respect ain't given, nigga, it's earned. In the Bugatti. All right, welcome back. Up oh, there's Dave. Oh, he disappeared. There he is. I'm, I'm here. How are you doing, brother? I'm good. Now, I'm gonna try the feat that I have not tried yet on this feature. By bringing everybody in. Yeah, the most I had was four people in this group. So, yep. once again, from the top of the show, if anyone missed these gentlemen, let's bring them back in. First. From the three the twenty three hundred wrestling podcast, DB Richards, as well as Sweet Tea, Dave Keener. Keener. There he is. And we got one more gentleman join us. Since Pat tucked his uh, tail and ran away, we're gonna get uh one another one third of the of the I call him the between him, Pat, and Chuck. I call him the Saint Bernard. Uh, this is Mike, Mikey, Michael. I don't know what you want to be called. Hello, Mike. And someone needs to turn the volume down again. I'm thinking it's Keener. I'm thinking it's you. You 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 did it again, didn't you? Maybe. Transformers. Gentlemen, gentlemen, welcome all. Uh, right now, I want to. Okay, we turn down just a little bit more. Is that what's up, Dave? You good, yep. DB? All right. Uh, now, one guy we did not touch uh, touch on about in this group is Mister David Adams, ring announcer extraordinaire. Hello, Dave Adams is here. It's David Adams here. Yep, Dave, David Adams here. What's, David? Go. What's going on, gentlemen? So, Dave. Yes, sir. Tell us, how did you get in this wacky world of professional wrestling? A lot of perseverance and bothering promoters and uh, getting ignored a lot. Um, I probably got either ignored or rejected like 30 times and then finally I got one response uh, Bob Brickfield, Bob the Booker as he was known down at Devastation Wrestling Federation in Pensacola. He he messaged me back on Facebook and was like, "Yeah, um we we have a ring announcer, but you know what? I'm always looking uh, to give opportunity to people, so I'll give you the opening match. There's no pay. Come on down." And it was like 120 miles. I didn't care about the money because if you get into this business initially just for the money, probably have your priorities mixed up. Everybody wants to make money eventually, but you want to get your, you know, you want to get yourself up on that platform. So I, I drove the 120 miles and I got there and I uh, no, I didn't know anybody and they wouldn't even let me in the building. I had to tell somebody who I was. They got Bob. Bob came to the door and he's like, you're David. All right. Uh, good news and bad news. The bad news is that our ring announcer has mysteriously no showed and no called. The good news is uh, you get the full three hours. He goes, the way I look at Woo! it, the way I look at it is if you suck, uh, we're not paying you anything and we just won't invite you back. And if you're good, we'll see. He's like, good luck. Get in there. And just hey, in there. Right, right now, I want to apologize to Dave Keener. Keener, I muted your mic because all the feedback was coming from you. 
when when you are ready to uh, speak, take your mic off of mute, then, then you can speak. But then when not speaking, just throw it back on mute for us if you can. Please, thank you. Yeah, because yep. there's a lot of feedback coming. <laughs> Poor Dave getting blamed. Yeah. And Dave, we known each other for X amount of years. I, where was the first place that what, what, was it? Newf? Uh yeah, New Era Wrestling Federation is the first place you and I met. We go back ten years since like 2011. Yeah. We, since since Jocelyn was like, wow, man, shit, yeah, ten years because Jocelyn was seven when we were at Newf, and she's and 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 she's about to be seventeen. That's crazy. Yeah, like holy shit. Yeah. yeah been a long time man uh yeah, yeah and we did and I we think, did so much stuff together yeah that was the uh, third company i ever worked for it went devastation it went triple wa with dino and um then it was um and then it was new era wrestling federation uh and i announced them from their inception i would say in the couple of years that they existed i i probably was ring announcer for 95 percent of their shows that's cool yeah, and and ever since then we 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 uh, bonded together. We had a great friendship, you know. Out you know out to eat the diners afterwards, you know. <laughs> hell, hell, we even had a sleepover. Yeah, <laughs> I I announced you in a coffin match. You versus Mike Marvel in a coffin match. That was amazing. I don't even think the coffin match even happened. I there was definitely a coffin there. I don't. There was definitely a coffin there. Holy crap! There was. Oh definitely- man. A casket match, whatever you want to call it. It was. I definitely remember yeah. you guys beating the shit out of each other on top of a freaking casket. I, I, you know, you, my favorite memory's not what it used to be. I my favorite you. moment, what we had was when we did, uh, for AXW the King Frost Parade. Yes. Yep. We regulated. We owned the town of Hamburg, bro. We we were like the leaders of the freaking parade. It was freaking awesome. Look, I was at that parade, and I felt bad because, like, all I saw was one car with some caution tape on it. And I was like, "Oh, <laughs> what in the hell did they just do?" Because when I'm thinking, like, "Hey, AXW is gonna do uh, it being the parade," I'm expecting like, "Give me something." It was like a small car with some caution tape, and I'm like, "We had." And I was hanging out with CM Sereni at the time, so I was also a little drunk. So. It could have been the alcohol that made me not really think it was like it was lackluster, but Dude, was, like when, they were loving it. We, oh, we the, had fans, people, the, the, the people at the parade. There's like the King Frost parade. The people in Hamburg love that parade. So yeah. anything you give them, they're enjoying it. Dude, I can't wait to go back to Hamburg. Uh, that Legends of Hamburg convention is gonna freaking put that town back on the map. Uh, oh, Outbreak okay. puts that town on the map. Like, let's be real. Come so the on. only promotion that's been able to run in that building yeah. and actually put asses in the seats, okay? But think, and I'm okay. not saying that because of who runs this show and because I know them. I'm being dead honest. How many sh- how many shows, indies-wise, have ran that building and failed? Well, bro, yeah. we know is definitely awesome and, and them working with the Legends of Hamburg. But, dude, having the indie talent, you know, try and restore the magic in that building is one thing. But to actually have some of the legends that really started the history in that building come back for this convention. I th- I mean, it's, you know, for all the wrestling historians, the autograph collectors, everybody, it's just, it, it's just great that everybody's, that place is going to be more packed than it's been since probably 1985. Oh, most be definitely. 
Yeah, it's gonna be. There's gonna be a lot of people. I've personally told a, a couple of podcasts I was on. These other podcasters, they didn't even know about the convention. I was telling them about it, and they're gonna get their asses down there. I was like, "Hell yeah, bro! I am psyched." Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, I'm ecstatic. You're gonna be there, right, Reaper? Uh, dude, I yeah. got my own table. I got yeah. ROH Television Heavyweight Champion Tony Deppin at my booth. Bro. It's not as big as all these other legends, but it's still someone that I I started the business with that I'm giving a green light, but it's also the debut of my own show. So, bye. Well, sweet, sweet. It's pretty uh, Now, Mr. Chio knows this, but I will debut this no- news on this uh, platform. Uh, I talked to Jared, who talked to Ryan, who talked to the Legends of Hamburg convention staff. David Adams is going to be your host and your MC for the Legends Woo! of The hype man. Yep. And I'm going to be doing commentary with whoever that night at Outbreak. So, yeah. You um, didn't hear up. who it's going to be? I, don't I know who it's going to be. They announced it. I hope it's you. No, it's D'Lo and Brown. What? Really? Bro, they posted all about it. D'Lo Brown. See this headset on my head? Yeah. Most likely is the headset. There's two of them. You're most likely going to use them. Yeah, I guess I'm doing commentary with D'Lo Brown. That sounds... That sounds like, like, like that, in my opinion, is genius. Yeah, sounds fun. But dude, I've always wanted to host a convention, and I hit up, I hit up the uh, convention people and said, "Hey, I've announced in that building a whole bunch of times. I really, you know, I was inspired. May you rest in peace. When Howard Finkel would host all these conventions in New Jersey, and me and Howard started talking as peers. I started off being a mark for him, and then once he got to know me and knew my work, we we just talked as two announcers and. He was the nicest dude, and I always was like, if I ever have an opportunity, I want to pay homage to him, and I want to host a convention like he used to. And the fact that they actually bit on it, and they were like, yeah, okay, I think we can make that happen. Dude, I'm I'm all about – I'm going to be running around freaking hyping up every talent that's there, bro, whether it's Outbreak Stars. I'm, I'm, bro, we're going to – I'm excited. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm pumped, dude. It, literally, 2020 was a shit show, so to have, like, these wrestling moments to look forward to – Yo, I'm yeah. gonna be running around like a maniac, putting everybody over. If you got a show on there, I'll put it over, dude. I'll be out by the food trucks, putting them food trucks over, bro. It's gonna be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> <Hell> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, gentlemen. I also want to welcome Pat's brother, Mike. How you doing? What's up? How you doing? What's up, so, uh, well, I'm not gonna say how long you've been in the wrestling business, but I'm gonna ask. How long you been Pat's brother? Wait, Frankie Frizzo's brother. <laughs> Forever. Okay. I'm his did older you, brother. I'm I was saying, did you teach him everything he knows about in-ring action? Uh, he gets his uh, heel re- reputation from me. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. All right. That's what's up. Um, we're going to get into, I don't know, have you been uh, keeping up with uh, – the stuff going on with NXT. I actually did start. Uh, I did watch it uh, Tuesday night. Okay. And uh, it's pretty interesting. And I actually did a little bit of research as well. Sweet, sweet. And that's what I was asking everybody to do. Uh, to do the research about what's going on. Which uh, I recently went back and started on the NXT UK stuff. Which I'm like. Probably somewhere in April right now, I think, towards something like that. But yeah, okay. I'm, I'm, I got like 10 more shows and I'll be all caught up 
with the stuff from UK. You know, it's Great interesting that you brought stuff. up that because, uh, you know, I know a lot of people probably don't realize they're watching Monday Night Raw when they see, I don't know why they gave her the name Dewdrop, but it, we really know that it's, that's Piper Vixen right there. That's, yeah. Piper and Nevin. Yeah. That's a Vince thing. Come on now. All right, so now, gentlemen, we're going into uh, NXT's. Well, I'm not going to say pay per view because it's going it, it, to it's going to be on Tuesday night. Now, yeah, it's going to be on on Tuesday night. It's their Great American Bash they're it's, doing, and I believe it. And from what I see, from what I have in front of me, I'm only counting about five matches, I guess, on this show. Because it, I, I guess I guess they're going to stream it on USA as well. So, but uh, from what I have, we got Kyle O'Reilly against Adam Cole. Thoughts, gentlemen? Anybody? Jump in. Uh, match of the night. Match, of, match of the night again. Might be like, match of the year. Well, one hundred. I they yeah. already got that locked up. In yeah, my opinion, it's going to be a good These back two. and forth match. It's not just that. These two have chemistry from being on the indies against each other to when right. they broke in the WWE together. Everything everything they do, and I'm not, and let's be real, I'm not a real big WWE fan as much anymore, but everything they do makes sense. They have this chemistry. They have this ability to make me not want to turn off NXT. Um, and I watch NXT on Wednesday. Only two matches stood out to me. Adam Cole versus, I believe it was Camlin Wade, which I think was the match of the night. Um, Kyle O'Reilly versus the Cruiserweight Champion. Um, I forgot. I can't say his name. Um, but it was uh, Kabushi. Or Kabushi uh, yeah, I butchered it. Oh, well. Uh, 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 you're talking <laughs> about... Um... He goes by the was it time splitter, uh, Kushida. Kushida. Which we already expected it to be a good match. So like, when I know what I'm expecting, I don't even need to like critique those matches. But the build up for this tag, this match at the Great American Bash is phenomenal. Like, you have Adam Cole that's pissed off that Samoa Joe t- made him pass out last the week before when he broke the rule. You can't touch Samoa Joe. He touched him, and he 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 puts it to sleep in three seconds. He's not focused <laughs> on Kyle O'Reilly. That's the beautiful part. He's making us understand he doesn't care about the match. He doesn't. It's not an it's not a, an unsanctioned match. It's a one falls rules are back on. This is going to be an old school match. It's going to have fall. so much storytelling in the first three minutes including entrances. So if you include entrances in the first five minutes, the story you're going to get out of it is going to be understanding how good they are. So in my opinion, I'm going to pick my pick of my prediction is Kyle O'Reilly. Kyle O'Reilly is over and Adam Cole leaves and goes to the main roster. Mike, what's your, what's your pick out of there? Yeah, I, I I agree. Cause it, I think it is time for Adam to jump onto the main roster. uh, he's a great worker, and uh, I really like this feud that, that's been going on. But, yeah, definitely Adam Cole needs to move up. All right. I'm going to have to agree with you guys. 
I think Kyle will go over, but I don't think Adam's going to make that jump to the main roster, though. I think for some reason, uh, I, I just, I just, I don't think, uh, honestly, in my head, I don't believe he wants to go to the main roster because a lot of guys, honestly, are happy on NXT. Yep, they don't want to lose yeah. momentum. So, yeah, Adams, your 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 pick to go over. I say, um, I say it's going to be a uh, F. Can we swear on here? Sure. Yeah. It's going to be a fuck finish of some kind, and they're going to get money together. Yeah, dude. There's going to be something where there's unre- where there's an unresolved ending. Because why would you want that? Why would you want that feud to end? Yeah, yeah I mean, it's too soon. Yeah, I mean, okay, they, that makes sense. They can make so a shit ton gonna... of money together. Yeah. Okay. I, I kind of I didn't think of it that way, and I brought it out. I kind of made it pretty clear that there's unfinished business with Samoa Joe now. They like to piss off the fans too, because you know if they have like a fuck finish, the fans are going to be uh, the fans. The, the fans do all the work online. They start talking crap mm-hmm. on social media, but everybody's talking about the match, and that's what they want. So you know, when people yeah. are unhappy, that actually can be a positive thing to uh, enhance a given storyline. Yeah, in okay. my opinion. DB, what's your pick? Hmm. That's it? I like them both. I, I like them both. So it's like, it's so hard to pick. Because I remember when they were tagging in Ring of Honor. So, oh gosh, um, I'm I'm an Adam Cole fan, but I'm going to go with Kylie. Okay. And Dave? You can talk now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm muted. Shut up, Dave. Last time I helped you out. Exactly. <laughs> oh! Adams has just been fired. Yeah. Again. Um, I'm going with Adam Cole. Hey, man! I think, I think you're the only one out of us that's gone. So, yeah. so uh, five for O'Reilly, one for Cole. And a fuck finish. Uh, and a fuck finish. My bad. Forget <laughs> about that. I mean, Adam Cole does deserve the push to go up to the main roster, but so do a lot of people. Definitely. Uh, their rosters, there's a lot of people that deserve to go to the main roster on, from both NXT brands, but I think it'd be, in my professional opinion, it'd be career suicide. If Yeah, Cole going up, he'll get um, buried by everybody else, so. I wouldn't want him to go there. I think with Cole would be different, though, because Cole has everything you need to be on that main roster. Not just athleticism, Mike skills, the it factor. He has the complete package to where Vince could probably give him a microphone and say, here you go, go out there and cut a promo, and not give him a cue card or a script and see what you can do. You know, he's that guy. Like, Cole's been that guy for so long, not just on, on NXT, but from the ROH days and and, and, w- and indie shows. Like, he's been that guy. He's been that good. He was passed up by WWE how many times before NXT came out? And finally, yeah. when he debuted on NXT, the, sh- the house blew up. Internet went Ooh. deep shit. So it was beautiful yeah. to see him finally get there. Um... And I would honestly be enjoying it if he finally gets that main roster push and see if he can can, can 
take that momentum that he has down here and keep going? Yep. Or is it gonna or is it gonna be you get there and you just start going the mediocre? Because I get you know I got a question. I got a question. Who would you um put Cole up there to feud with first? On the main roster? Yes. Ricochet. That would go on, yeah. Ricochet would be one of those feuds. And I'm not saying that's that's going to be the first match for him. Ricochet would be one of them. Um, Cedric Alexander would be another one. Shelton Benjamin would be another one. And I'm not giving them heavyweight guys. I'm giving them guys that can go and can move. Yeah. I, I, honestly, my, my favorite, my, my number one match would be for him, him versus AJ. I would that would be awesome. Wow. That's what exact, I was going to say. What about AJ? You know, AJ by himself. But oh, AJ's man. in a tag team, so you you got to give him someone that you know isn't involved in stuff already. Ricochet's right. involved. I I can see them honestly for his first feud run. Kevin Owens, Cole, and Kevin Owens. I I see that. Well, what about Cole and Sammy? I think, I think Seth Rollins' eyes are going to grow about this big, and he's going to oh, want a whole storyline. Yeah, <laughs> there's, yeah. There's, there's probably a good twenty guys yeah. combined between both main roster shows that you could put Adam Cole in the ring with. Yeah, and no, no matter what, it's a five star match. It you yeah. will get a pay per view match on every Monday or SmackDown, hands down. Like, and I and I would literally. I'd put money on it. That's how much, how confident I am in Adam Cole in producing matches that we already know he's able to produce. All right, gentlemen, let's move it along. Uh, we got the NXT Tag Team Champions, MSK, Nash Carter, and Wesley taking on the team of Tomasa Champa and Toothless, Timothy Thatcher. Gentlemen, um, uh, let's let's, let's start down in the corner with Dave Keener. Bye, sweet tea. Sweet tea. See, now I saw MSK when they were in TNA. Yes. And they were good then. So I'm going to stick with them because Tommaso and Thatcher really haven't done anything together as much as they have. So I'm going to stick with those two guys. Okay. Uh, DB? I'm going I'm to go opposite with him because I think you know Kevin I'm going to go with Ciampa and Thatcher and this win. I think it's time for MSK to go down. Okay. Adam? Well, I think first... He needs a pillow first. Yeah. We're going to see a very very good, very fluid tag team match. Thank you, yes. Yes. Uh, The Reaper's got a pillow. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's after 11, gentlemen. I think we're going to see tag team perfection at its finest as far as timing and really what tag team is all about. But, yeah, um, I mean... There is a very good chance that the challengers come in and they take the titles. I think Champa and Thatcher, they may not have as much experience 
as a tag team, but certainly the uh, experience that, that they possess at single standouts uh, has to account for something. And uh, yeah, I I don't know if it'll be fair, as they say, or dirty, but yeah, I'm thinking new tag team champions could be happening at this Great American Bash. It's a good team that will, over time, just repetition and using them as a team over time, you know, everything new eventually becomes a constant. So I think that this could be definitely one of those core tag teams um, if they use them the right way and effectively. Mike? Uh, I I agree that it's going to be a good back-and-forth match. Uh, However, I see MSK winning only to build up the want more of Oh, they got to lose. They got to lose just to keep building them up. So, yeah. But yeah, I think it's going to be a, a really good back and forth match. Uh, definitely going to be close. Reaper. And I think MSK is going to take um, it. So now I'm on. I got a curveball here because honestly, Thatcher and Ciampa have been feuding with another tag team, which they're not in the picture right now. They've kind of been MIA for the past like two weeks. Um, from the U, I believe it's the UT, UK tag team that's been feuding with them. Uh, but I do want to say MSK is going to lose. I think Ciampa and Thatcher are going to win because they have they have the momentum that they've been trying to build for themselves as a tag team. Are and you talking? Have, but... Are you talking about uh, Imperium? Imperium. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I haven't seen them lately. Yeah. So if. If Chompa and Thatcher don't win, it's because it's a, it they get screwed over. With a with a and not in that finish. I just say those guys come out mid match or whatever, and kind of cause like Thatcher and one or Chompa to kind of lose track of what they were doing, and it flips the table real quick, and MSK just takes advantage of it. Um, but in my opinion, I think Chompa and Thatcher are going to walk out with the tag titles because of the only reasons. One, it's money. Two, it makes sense. Because you're putting two guys that are legitimate, legitimate, two of the scariest guys in NXT. No, I'm, there's no one else in NXT that makes me scared. If I was a wrestler and I had to work them, I would be scared shitless because let's be real. (laughs) Thatcher can knock you out with a legit slap across your face. Now, Ciampa doesn't play games. He will kick your face off. So you have two legitimate brawlers versus two legitimate fast-going high flyers. So the objective is is to take the high flying and the and the speed away, which Ciampa and Thatcher will do. So. I'm going. I'm. I'm going to stick with my guns. I'm saying MSK is losing. Okay. And, and, it, and it, it's either they, whether they lose it, lose it because of the title, lose it because of a clean one-two-three finish, or they lose because of an interference. I'm going to agree with you. Them losing the titles, but my swerve is a little bit different than your swerve. Uh they'll come out. They might have eyes on Thatcher and, 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 and Ciampa when they get there. But then uh, I'm thinking something will happen where one of the guys from MSK will be outside the ring, whatever, you know. You know, where, you know, guys are eyeing each other up. They start, you know, beefing, whatever. 
maybe they maybe they dive and they hit one of the guys from Imperium by accident or something like that, which causes Imperium to get involved and cause MSK to lose the titles for Champa and Thatcher. Then Imperium probably would work MSK like whatever, like a week or so later or whatever, blah, 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 but eventually have Imperium, Thatcher, and Champa go head to head for the tag team titles. And that's and that's where I stand on that. Okay. I can see that. Honestly, I can see that actually. Again, there's gonna be a swerve in one one or two matches on, on, on this pay per view. <clears throat> because they are going up against another wrestling promotion on the same damn night. Um and this one has moved me a little confused. I'm not sure who won the match to get involved in with this uh, the women's tag team titles. The way Candice LeRae and and Indy Hartwell. Does anybody remember who won to, to face them? It's either it's, e- uh, it's low. It's Shia and Zoe Stark. Yeah. Uh, okay. Sure. Shirai and Stark. Okay. That's right. I'll try to remember which team won. Okay. I'm literally looking at a dirt sheet right now that literally just posted the updated card. So there's only one, two, three. Well, five. I'm only seeing like four matches on here. One. Yeah, I got five here. So I, I, I only see four. I only uh, see four. Unless they did, they take out the Martinez match. I think they did because of her getting knocked out. Okay. All right. That's not on this updated card as of right now. Yeah. I'm 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 gonna go with the way winning that one there. I I I, I don't see them lo- losing it right now at all. Mm-mm. They got Damn too bad. much metal and stuff behind them. There's no point for them to drop their tag medals. Sorry, Dave. I keep muting you now. He's the only one. He, he's, he's the only one I hear feedback from. That's it. Oh, well, then, well uh, half the time you guys sound like you're ordering from a McDonald's. So, on my end. So, we're not even going to touch on the Martinez and, and Zia Lee match because that basically is not happening. As and, for what it seems like, it does, it's not going to happen. Yeah. So, then. The only one left is the Cameron Grimes verse. I had a question mark, but it says in parentheses it has L.A. Knight. Money. Dude, is money. It's the million-dollar title match. Grimes versus L.A. Knight. But here's the catch. If Knight wins, Grimes must become his butler. He's becoming his butler. He's getting Virgil. Oh yeah, and and, and if Grime and, and if Grime wins, he gets the title. I think Grimes wins, though. Honestly, I don't. I, I'm going to say Grimes. I like. It, look, it looks I, like lo- I like both Grimes. guys. I, I think they're both. I've liked Grimes since Impact before LA, and I've liked LA ever since he's been there. They're both super freaking talented. So this match really is a million dollar title match because you're legit getting a pay per view quality match on a Tuesday night. Yep. But do I think they'll put Grimes as the butler? No. Yeah. But do I have a feeling they they're going to? Butler. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Like, do I want him as the butler? No, but here's why if they do do it. 
Grimes can take care of he he could be taking care of LA Knight's light work every time. Protect you know what? I don't want to wrestle tonight. You know, you're my you're my you're my bitch. Go take care of it. Didn't they just do this on AEW with Chuck Taylor? Yes. It's a re- I, I forgot. Yeah. But you're allowed to recycle. Recycled. Borrow. That's what WWE does all the time with Oh, I'm I'm your, I'm marrying your father. Oh, guess what? I'm pregnant. And then you disappear. Oh shit. It's been done like hey, I had a hand as a child, everybody. Oh shit. You're the kid, huh? Listen, we got a guy that can cut a promo where he gives you the feel of Stone Cold and The Rock in the same promo. And, Correct. Dude, it's The Rock and Stone Cold hybrid combined. L.A. Knight, dude's money. They're not taking the title off him for a while, and he's getting a butler because it's sports entertainment, and why not? Yeah, and and Virgil will, will be popping up there saying gimmick infringement, and I'm going to love it. <laughs> I wish it was still Eli Drake, but okay. It would be a a great tribute to that that time. Let me talk to you. This this shit's money. Dude, that guy just goes beautifully. Every every performer should just study the way he so calmly and confidently delivers the promo. You know, I can't wrestle, but I enjoy the talking aspect of the business. So when I can see uh, the promos done right, you know, you don't see, you know, there's a lot of good promos, and then you don't see too many great promo people. Like, like I said, guys like The Rock and Stone Cold are all retired now, so you bring out these like super over the top promos, and you're like, yeah, I mean, he's just chilling out, out on NXT until until they feel like he's ready to go to the main roster. I mean, he's just just NXT is just just a place for him to hang out and make a couple bucks in the meantime. That's it. Fair enough. Uh, I think Chio lost service. Oh, no, but, oh. Damn it. He's back. I thought we got rid of him. Something damn happened it. over here where everyone crashed. Well, Everyone's you good? You went away. Yeah, all right, cool. Oh, cool. I'm glad at least you, you that you were all there. Oh, I'm looking at my <laughs> big monitor here. My uh, my uh, other one that has uh, uh, the 22nd delay. All right, cool. Yeah, it was just me. <laughs> Yeah, there's the only matches on for that night. But they're also, I'm still waiting to see what AEW is going to do for Feast and Fire. Or Feast or Ooh. whatever it's called. That, they're going up one-on-one against that. I'll be so, good. Like, in my opinion, I'm going to have my tablet on and my cell phone on to watch both of them. And I have my daughter that night because it's a Tuesday night, so I'm really going to be, like, battling, like, hell that night. <laughs> I get her during the day, and then I got to drop her off by 7.30, so, like, I can't drive and watch them, so, like, I'm going to have to start them after I drop her off, but I'll do what I got to do. All right, gentlemen, we're over the two-hour mark. Uh, I say in the future, we're going to start trimming the fat on some of these topics because uh, we, we hit three topics, then we went left, right, left field, bring it back, whatever. Uh, so we're going to try to limit it down to like one one topic and freestyle talk about everything else because, yeah, we're, we're like, we're two hours in. It's already after uh, almost 11.30, and I know we all got to get up and go to work except for Dave Keener because he ain't got no baseball game to go to. 
He's going on vacation. Oh, must be nice. Yeah, I've been wild all week. Did you guys hear the sad news today? Yeah. 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 About Patriot. Yes, Del Wilkes. Yeah, yeah. um, I actually did a 10-second moment of silence in the beginning of the show. Okay, I wasn't there. Now, 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 if I had the bell, I would have the bell going. Yeah. We got that on our soundboard. Well, I have it too, but I wasn't um, – and touching on one other thing, you guys were talking about Tony Batista. The, the yes. day you went to the Draven Blaze show, you were there, Chio. I was there. Um, uh, what was it? it was Tony Batista versus Corey Dillinger. Yes. Yeah. Like that whole night. The rest of that show was horrible. That's a good match right there, I bet. It's a great match, Dave. Yeah, Corey's a so good after- I good chemistry. But, the, yeah. But yeah, like you said, Tony Batista, great guy, great worker. He, he was just <laughs> yeah, so. Oh man, goddamn you, Chio. Now I want food, you son of a bitch, and it's eleven thirty at night, and I gotta get to five a.m. Goddamn it, oh. Chio. Now I'm on my way to Wawa. What the fuck? Don't tease me with Wawa, man. Then I can. I wanna, mm. Now I want a freaking chalupa from the Wawa. He's gonna call me up to go pick him up now. No, yeah, I got a Wawa like, like four minutes down the road. Why would I door dash? Uh, yeah, <laughs> gentlemen, gentlemen, like I said, yeah. it is getting late. I know we all got to get up. Uh, yeah. I just want to refresh some things real quick. Fans, I said uh, this coming weekend, July 3rd, in, in Racetown, New Jersey, 5 p.m. bell, t- uh, bell time. Uh, it's at Kelly's Banquet Hall, United Wrestling Co- Coalition, Toys for Tots, uh, Christmas in July. Uh, it's going down. $15 tickets, or you can bring a gift that's of value to add at uh, uh, at least $15. Um, also, a week after that, uh, July 10th, um, there's, another, there's a free show for the fans. So... Um, up in Coe Township, PA, with a 3 p.m. bell start. Uh, it's Pennsylvania Championship Wrestling Alliance, PCWA. Uh, superstar, the other Patriot that we know, Dennis, will be on there and many more. Uh, but, yeah, that's Saturday, July 10th. So you can get up there. Um, I'm trying to think. What's going on in Reading July 10th? Hmm. From what I know, there's no important show going on July 10th in Reading. So make it to the Reading Phillies game, though, <laughs> for July 10th, I guess, since you're in that area. I see you going out to that Phillies. You don't come down shoot, here, though. Shoot, shoot, shoot. Well, I'm not here sure. Nice hat. Listen, I'll be at two actual Phillies games. I'll, August 11th, I'll be at the Phillies game. Well, and September there. 11th, I'll be at the Phillies game in Philly. Yeah. But if I'm at the Reading Phillies game, they blew the game just like the real Phillies do. Yeah. Who are you talking to, Dave? Reaper, when you were at 308 the other night, I waved. You guys talk like uh, Phillies. Uh, yeah. Yo, oh, Adam, you got it. shit on your hat. Wipe that off. Oh, There's my God. shit on your hat. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Babe, give me your jersey right now. Dave Adams has a Yankees jersey on. She Dave, there's some dirt on your hat. Come on, uh, Dave. Well, Wipe it off. <laughs> Wipe off your hat. 
Listen, my girlfriend wears shit too, so. Oh God! Oh my God! Oh, I'm wearing shit as well. Wow! Look, he brought toilet paper. Right. He got toilet yeah. paper in his hand. But look, she gets her. Listen, hold on, real quick, real quick. She gets her first baseball jersey ever, and she puts a D and D person's name on the back of it, and not her own. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, oh god. But look, I'm wearing shit on my head because for the love of God, we've blown more saves than I think I've blown other things inappropriately. I know that thing's game was horrible. <laughs> I'm just gonna say. Um but yeah, but no, the Phillies suck, the Yankees suck because they blow a seven run lead to to another team. <laughs> All the local but, teams choke. Screw it. Yeah, we call we call tonight's game early, so we don't have to lose. All right, I have one cheap plug, and I'm out of here. That's it. It's not really a uh, cheap plug. It's a it's uh, cheap plug, cheap plug. So cheap plug started yesterday. Um, I'm doing the thing I did last year. It's called the Great Cycle Challenge. It's for raising money for childhood cancer. Um, so last year I pledged to ride 300 miles and raise 500 dollars, which I hit both goals. This year, uh, fundraising started yesterday. Um, I'm ra- I want to raise 2,500, and I'm going to ride 600 miles. And if you think I'm joking, I've already mapped it out. I live in Pottstown, PA. From Pottstown to Penn's Landing and back is 100 miles. I plan on doing that four times, and then I'm going to be riding every Saturday and Sunday from uh, Kajahawk in the Philly and back, which is 50 miles each way. Um, so I plan on smashing 600 but if you go to greatcyclechallenge.com, you can look me up. It's Dennis Brandon, not Dennis Reaper. Um, and you could donate any donations count. Um, so from this month all the way to the end of September, every dollar raised goes to childhood cancer to beat the deadly disease. Because um, we need to, like, let's be real. Uh, 38 kids every, every week die from childhood cancer. So that's my only cheap plug. So from now until the end of September, that's the only probably thing I'm posting besides wrestling shows. Shit, Thank you, Dennis. I uh, uh, DB and Sweet T, you want to give uh your uh plug for the twenty three hundred? You want to do it? You want me to do it? You do it. You do. Somebody it. fucking do it. <laughs> I'll do it, and I don't even know what I'm plugging. Uh, we're the 2300 uh, Wrestling Podcast. We're on Spotify, Anchor, Apple, any leading platforms, YouTube, whatever you want to call it. I don't give a crap. We're out there. We interview wrestlers like Dave Adams. And wrestler? whoever. Oh, I mean, an announcer. I'm sorry. Wow. <laughs> when did you start wrestling? I was going to throw him in there. I'm very. <laughs> God. July 24th, Hamburg. Fieldhouse with Carnage Crew, H.C. Loke, and Tony DeVita. Uh, yeah. Awesome. And the Virgil of the, the Virgil of that game. Retromania. And original Eastern Championship Wrestling uh, superstar, Iron Man, Tommy Cairo. And we're doing photographs with, with Sam and with him. Right. And I'm also working on something big for September 18th, but I'm not going there yet. Oh, I don't want to go there either. It's going to be hot. It's going to be hot. I'm telling you, it's going to be hot. hot. All right. So we got uh, 
2300, bringing in those guests for the Legends of Hamburg Fan Fest. Reaper, you're bringing somebody in, too. I am. I am bringing, as of right now, my only guest. I have a couple other I'm working on, but my main guest right now is the ROH World Television Champion, Tony Deppin. And I'm working on not one, not two, but three other guests. One is a former ROH wrestler uh, that did tag team. Um, another one is a current ROH worker wrestler, um, and she's phenomenal on ROH. That's all I'm going to say for that. It is a female worker because um, the female wrestlers in this business do deserve some spotlight, um, period. And if no one believes me, they can kiss my ass because um, she's working get where she's at. Um, and then another person... I've been begging him and begging him, and I'll say his name. I've been begging the original ECW hack guy to be my guest for at least three effing hours um, because he does have a show that day. But anybody that knows the original ECW knows the original ECW hack guy. And I am calling him out on this show because he's turned me down once. And I'm going to keep asking until he says yes. You know, with all those ECW guys, you need to have ECW hack guy there. I'm sorry. That yeah, he's known for it. And uh, also, they're bringing their guest, Dave Adams. He's going to be the hype man, the MC of the night to get the party started. Uh, Mike, Damn. you see the stuff scrolling at the bottom? You can get a crew, get your brother, whoever else, get cheesesteak, uh, cheesesteak, Chucky, and whatever. Get a crew together. Uh, they got combo tickets. You guys come in and see the fan fest and a wrestling show right after, all for only twenty dollars. Can I add one more thing? Yes. I also just found out that crew from the Bates Motel and Haunted Hayride will be there as well, bringing in the mobile axe throwing and the mobile, um, what do you call it, escape rooms as well. I heard I heard there's gonna be food trucks there. There's gonna be they're looking into getting a dunk tank. Yes. And a whole bunch of other stuff. And we're gonna have live podcasts. Yeah. A bunch of podcasts are gonna be at the same time. I found a company that does bring wireless internet to events for a day, and it's I need to get a bunch of people in on this because it's a couple hundred dollars. But it's Wi-Fi that gives you perfect service to run anything you want on the internet. Reaper, text one of us later. Well, we can def- well, def- well, you have to message your phone number because I, I don't know. Yeah. If I have that one. But if we're going to do this right, I have to do it. So on September 24th, or I'm joking. No, my bad. July 24th in Hamburg, Pennsylvania, you got yeah. Legends of Hamburg. Yeah. The host of the day, Dave Adams. Yeah. You, you got to do it right. I'm sorry. Right. I'm just looking forward to seeing all you guys. I mean, right. if you're going to be the hype man, we're, 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 we're only a couple weeks away. It's going down. I'm going to look forward to it. I'm sure all you guys are too. But like I said before, uh, it's, it's late. They got Reaper. DB, Dave Adams, Dave Keener, Mike Bernard, and uh, 
I'm Keo Frost. You're watching Breakfast and Body Slams. Uh, next week on our show, it's going to be our couples episode. So coming back will be Dave Adams, David Adams, and Debbie Kane as well. <laughs> and I'm still in talking to get two other couples. So I'm hoping Reaper, are you in need? Are you guys going to be good? I'm trying to convince. Look, she next Thursday, Nina, you got to do it next Thursday. Try to get here in time, but if she gets here, it won't be until probably after nine thirty, ten o'clock. See, now I was thinking about doing it next Thursday, but I can't. I'm on vacation. I don't want to see you motherfuckers on my birthday, so it's hard for her to get off when it's a truck night. Don't show up until twelve thirty. But I'll make it work. There to be a Yankee fan and a Phillies fan. Uh, <laughs> all right well somehow i'll make something work we'll figure it out but i know i got dave and debbie gonna be here so guys yeah. I'm a, since we just finished up talking about legends of hamburg and outbreak i'm gonna close this out uh thank you everybody for watching and this is outbreak peace